ladles and jelly spoons. Welcome to Truth, Love, and Peace. Hey, this is episode number 52. That's Cal Kingry. Thank you so much. Join me to shake your hand again. Absolutely, Cheers. Man. Cheers. Nic- caffeine. Caffeine. Caffeine and nicotine. And My nicotine. pipe is somewhere back there. Uh, we are are sitting in the place I see you most often. Yes. The parking lot of the pack and ship. Uh, the Perdido Key pack and ship, which is right over there. I'm not spinning the camera around. Deal with it. The people in the podcast can't see it. Neither can you, YouTube. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, we were just talking about how living next to something phenomenal, spectacular, yeah, uh, plays plays a role. And I've always said that about the Gulf, that uh, that there's something with being in front of something that's awe inspiring uh, is a, a good place to live. Yeah, people, you know, really population. People are always on the coast, or they're up in the mountains, or mm-hmm. you know, I even find never been pictures of the high desert and stuff like that to be beautiful you know um and then like we take ownership of it too like that's our gulf <laughs> you know? yeah like when the whole bp thing happened that was like we took personal and you're screwing with our shit now you know what i mean like backyard man yeah backyard. literally like people over in britain making decisions about yeah shrimp fuck you bastards oh yeah <laughs> Oh no, that was terrible. And then the guy, like four months later, after he was getting hounding, he was like, some someone called him saying, he was like, can I just get my life back? And we're like, motherfucker, you get your life back? Yeah, and then he got fired. What was his yes, name sir. again? Uh, he did, we don't know. Who cares? Care. Fuck him. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. He, he the, was pretentious in interviews. That's what I remember. Yeah. The BP yeah. Horizon. Deepwater Horizon. Deepwater. Wait, that was 2012? No, it must have been. I think it was like, oh, no. Because I was working at the point back in the kitchen. Yeah. And, like, I could have got a claim because that year it killed our business. Oh, yeah? I think it was 2010 when I... Man. Because I remember it going on, you know. They couldn't get it capped. Yeah, yeah. It took a while. You know. You got to imagine how much pressure was pushing up and they're trying to, you know. I guess it's not just a simple... You can plug the drain or anything like that. No, they had talked about shipping a bunch of explosives down in there and blowing it up, and then they had talked about different ways of plugging it's the, the most hole. American way. Yeah, <laughs> just, explodes, just, just set up an up. explosion. It'll well, be they, fine. They do it when oil, oil wells on the surface catch fire. Yeah. You know, Have you ever just, seen those guys do that? I saw it in There Will Be Blood. Oh, it's so cool, <laughs> isn't it? Crazy. They're just a whole train of people with a big, giant, long stick, and just boom. <laughs> Which I guess is, I'm sure that's accurate. Yeah, there's I a, hope it is. There's, there's a, <laughs> Werner Herzog did a documentary about it. You can see these guys do it in the oil fields in, in Iraq. And they are crazy. Like, you got to get right up next to these, just this plume of fire. It's insane. Because you got to, cool stuff. You got to knock all the oxygen out to get, keep it yeah. from catching on fire. You right, know? right. So you still have an oil plume. It's just not a lit. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's like the. That's insane. It's like when that experiment when they used sound to put fire out. GE did a commercial with it recently. Really? They cancel each other out. That's interesting. The right, right frequencies. It's just huh. like blowing on it really hard at a specific frequency. Yeah, I guess because there's a shock wave when it comes to sound. Yeah, it's, it's a wave. It moves. You ever seen like when, when a, those videos of Iraq and they have artillery? Yeah. And from a long way it. away, you can see it coming across the sand. Yeah. That's scary shit. Like when you see a volcano erupt. Like. I've been thinking a lot about volcanoes because what's going on in Hawaii and uh, the they're saying it's going to ex- erupt like Mount St. Helen did 
They think so? Yeah, they think really? it could. They really think it could. That's crazy. And um, when something like that blows up, the shock waves, just earthquakes and everything, it's just like, oh, it's amazing. It's intense. It is fucking. Anyway, sorry, you sent, sent my mind reeling. Let's backtrack for a second because yeah. there are people who may not know who you are. Um, everybody that lives around around this area, pretty dokey, knows who you are, who, who you are, and where to find you. Probably. Uh, but for those who don't, we first met hanging out at places like the Reef, and uh, we and met at the so Reef forth. once. The first time I really had a conversation with you is at the Bama. Yep. Started talking about. Uh, I don't know if theoretical physics is the word, but theoretical metaphysics probably. Or yeah. theoretical bullshit. I'm good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't all bullshit theoretical though? Yes. Exactly. Except it, unless it's literally bullshit. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love science, so we, we've we've done done the, the science talk a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I forget where it was that we first first got into it, but it was always fun stuff like quantum mechanics and. Yeah, which I know nothing about, but I like to think I have logic <laughs> that can help. <laughs> you know, I think the first time we talked about it, I was just hammered. <laughs> you it's know, the and, common state of being up there. Yeah. These things happen. It's getting more and more expensive to do so up there. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Don't go there. I, well, I, you know, I, I haven't. I don't go there sober. I haven't. I don't. Yeah, I don't go that's there. A bad idea. Always. Um. Have you, fun if you do. I mean, good. Good for you. Uh, I got my fill. <laughs> yeah. Got it in in a hurry. I'm probably close. to <laughs> And family in town, and so at night we'll just put the kids down and get someone to watch them. It's like my sister and my brother and I'll just go out. And, tie one on they're both uh pretty white collar you know so it's uh it's cool to see them let loose you could hang out in the backyard and have just as good a time yeah oh we've we've done that too save (laughs) save some money but for the people that hadn't been there you got to go you got to see it got to experience it yeah it's a spectacle for sure that is true i mean i'll never forget one time i was just the people man <laughs> it's way too crowded. I know a bunch of people won't go up there because it's too crowded. Walk up there, I was smoking a cigarette and had a beer in my hand. And I had the beer down here and the cigarette, my arm raised <laughs> straight above my head. Oh man! Because I didn't want to burn anybody, and I didn't want my beer knocked out of my hand. I was like, oh shit! That's no fun at all. No, it was not. It was not. That's no fun at all. I'm not a big fan of crowds. It makes me very anxious. And these days, there's just so there's so few reasons for me to put the effort into controlling my anxiety that doing it for people who don't notice and don't care is not worth my time. Because it's an exercise in futility. That's I'm a really interesting way of looking it. at it. That really is. I've never thought about it that way before. I was thinking about more like the energy of the crowd, like ambient energy. Mm-hmm. We're getting into theoretical science now. Go for it. Go for so, it. You and I have both seen a lot of live music. We've been in a room where the musicians are getting it, and there's no one in there. True. And the energy's kind of lower. But they're putting, out, they're putting out the same amount of energy, the same amount of effort. There's just no one there to enjoy it. Versus the same musicians in that room, packed full of people who are there and jazz to see them and dance. And it's almost like, you know, hey, it's, uh, you know, dead to say, as it's said so many times, but there's, it's like electri- electricity's in the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like... I wonder if there is any science to back that up, like oh yeah, people. the Matrix. You know, we can. I'll cite the Matrix as proof of this one. Uh, you put that many D cell batteries or H cell batteries in a mm-hmm. room, human bodies, and and they they put off electricity. Um, 
so yeah, there's there's definitely something to that. And then you got to think about all the chakras, and depending on how deep you want to go into mind and body, but the mm-hmm. fact that everybody walks around and is thinking and feeling and involved, there's going to be a certain amount of energy in that for sure. Yeah. I think it has to do with uh, with focus, like what people are focused on. Yeah. So I think the most energetic moments and the ones that are the most fun are when everybody's on the same page. So, like when the band finishes and it's just meh, those moments are just unfortunate, I think. But when yeah. the band finishes and the band and the audience are on the same page, then it doesn't ever go away. Like the, yeah. the, the audience just erupts into this whole other thing and it's this back and forth between the audience and the band. Oh, those are so, that's when it's awesome. And I like those better in small rooms. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I saw a drive-by at the Soul Kitchen. What was, was that like? Oh, it was incredible. Yeah? <laughs> Drive-bys, drive-by truckers are my favorite band, and um, I've seen them twice. First time was in the vinyl. Killer. And the Soul Kitchen, it's like same size. I've never been in there. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's oh, it's, it's like wider than the vinyl, and they got like little seats over here, and then there's a bar on that side, and there's a big bar in the middle. But like, I think that bar was open, but the bar in the middle wasn't. So everyone, instead of the vinyl being long, everyone was like more pushed to the center and spread out. So you were like closer. Cool. You know, yeah, I was like 15 feet from Patterson. (laughs) It was so awesome. And they're just blasting your face off with, you know, music. And that's, you know, the energy literally they're putting out. And then you, you know, the crowd putting out at the same time. You know, that's what rock shows are made of for sure. I agree. I agree. I think that's one of the things that's great about, um, artists bringing fans into the studio to record albums too because that you that gets the we replicate a very close environment with a very tight-knit group of people that are all there to make and enjoy that music yeah. so you get this feedback loop it's easier to maintain that energy as opposed to just playing in a studio and Facing a, a mic or a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it's a different thing, you know. They're, they both have value, but it's a very different thing to, to have an audience to feed off of. I think. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely believe so. You know, because you hear, you know, you know, some people, like, oh yeah, they're better live. You know, or yeah, you know, and that could be because they're overproduced and all that stuff. But I honestly believe a lot of people are better live, especially if they choose to cut it like a live album. Yeah. Like, what's that? Uh, I don't know if you listen to Little Feet. Yes. That that live album they cut that everyone listened to because it's their best one. You know, I'm sure. I don't know where it was cut. I was listening to that last night. I was listening to last night. And I have that vinyl. Oh, oh nice. And I got, I got my girlfriend a, um, a record player for Christmas. She didn't have one. And I gave her, I said, okay, these are our records now. Yeah. You know, and I, and she took like some of them over to Mobile with her. And then I, I found that one in the stack. I was like, you need to listen to this. Like, she's like, oh, Rock it around to I was like, no, you no, need like- <laughs> to listen to that. You know, because they probably knew that, you know, city they were in. Probably New Orleans. I have no idea. But they knew that crowd was going to dig them, right? Not like cherry-picked them. They're like, okay, we played there before. This is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to, we're going to go to, you know, Nebraska. <laughs> a place we've never been to before and cut a live album. You know what right. I mean? It's, some planning went into it. Yeah, for sure. But it just made that magic because that album is so great. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that reminds me of like the last waltz, you know. Oh, yeah. A well-engineered... It's almost sad to watch. It's great. Well, You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but knowing when, they got back together later, I 
still, I look at what's his nuts like he's a murderer. Robbie he's, Robertson? Yeah, dude. Oh, he's a. Yeah. Ah. You, know, you know what he did, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Scorsese directed that. Oh, yeah. For the people who don't know, he buddied up to uh, Martin Scorsese who directed it. And he was singing on a dead mic because he actually couldn't sing. And so he made it seem like he was the lead guy in the band when he wasn't. So, like, half the shots, over half the shots were on him just, you know, mouthing the words while everyone else did all the work and made the great sounds. Yeah. And apparently Lee Von Helm, you know, was so mad at him. <laughs> Still died mad at him. Yeah, and Lee Von never got the credit that he deserved for, because uh, Robbie swooped a bunch of rights, like oh, songwriter yeah, rights right, yeah. and everything out from under him. So there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of unfortunate stuff that makes the last wall difficult to to. Yeah. Rewatch, but it's still the epitome of just epic concerts. Oh my and, god! And special <clears throat> guests. Yeah, just a <laughs> yeah, who's who. Neil Young out, comes out. Bob Dylan comes out. Yeah. I believe. I haven't watched it in a few years, but yeah, man. Everybody, such a good time. Because they backed up everybody. I think they were backing Bob Dylan up when he did the play at fucking loud incident. Did they? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he turned around and said it to leave on because they, they backed him up. He <laughs> <laughs> turned around, play it fucking loud, and then walked off stage. That's great. That's nice. Man, great. Yeah, good music. Tons of good music. I, I think just... that in and of itself brings out back to our energy thing. Yeah. I remember one night I was I was leaving the bar and I was tired and all that stuff, and I put on uh, Audio Slave. I started rocking out to Audio Slave. I was leaving Rockies. By the time I got back over here, I had to stop myself from going out to the sports bar. Because <laughs> instead of being tired and like ready to go home, I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? Because I was just that pumped. Yeah, it just, you it just pumped up. It's, uh, I think that's what music does. It's that sinking into a rhythm. Yeah. And there's certain, there's certain rhythms that, that do certain things. Um, but that makes sense, you know. That goes back to chanting, and, and then that comes around. What's up, Robbie Holder? Um, that comes back around full circle to the musicians feeding off the crowd, that vibration. Yeah. And then that's where it delves into the quantum physics realm and how you can connect everything. Because once it's vibration, it's vibration on every level. So yeah, for sure. Those, those dots connect themselves pretty easily now. You think they will like? Do you think one day? You mentioned chakras earlier and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think, over however many years, when people start to research this, yeah. that the more—and I don't want to use this word—but like, oh, well, I'm gonna use spiritual. The more spiritual stuff, like chakras and you know, thoughts and positivity and stuff like that. You think that'll be discovered and accepted in scientific canon eventually, or you uh, think that's something that is just—I think it's already happening. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think it, it, it is. We're starting to see it already. Um, like, I saw recently the the correlation between the chakras and the, the colors that have historically been mm-hmm. a, a ascribed to the chakras. Just so happens those, uh, those same colors are the frequencies that those particular lymph nodes uh, resonate at. Really? Yeah, so... Wow. So... Long, long time ago, they had figured they they knew shit we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people people knew things that we didn't know, and science is getting there. We're starting to understand that uh, electromagnetism plays a much bigger role in in what's going on. We're starting to understand how our gut bacteria and the little <clears throat> oh, parts yeah. of us 
you know, I, I think that one's very established. You know I mean, and that, mm-hmm. you know, I heard someone put it this way: they're like, yeah, you are cheat if you eat nothing but cheeseburgers, <laughs> you know, and French fries, and I. I'm eating McDonald's while I'm reading that, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know. I'd it's hard for me to do anymore. Really? Yeah. I got to the point where I ate so much crappy food and abused my body for so long that now, because I've eaten a healthy diet occasionally, mm-hmm. when I go back to, to not eating healthy, which I have done a lot of not eating healthy lately, I pay the price. Like, I can feel it. It really, it really upsets my system. And... I think part of that is because I'm aware of it, and the other part of it is because I abused my body for so long. It's like, really? It's Still? like, dude, I thought we were past this. Fuck, <laughs> oh, man. Um, for me, it's just convenience. You know what I mean? Like, That's a I, big part of it. It's just convenience. And, you know, I work two jobs. I work like 60 hours a week. And if I got an hour between one a job A and job B. Yeah. I'm on my way. There's Burger King right between them right you know and I know I'm not gonna have time to get something and cook and there's nothing at the house you know and I need to stop that and plan out I did that for my girlfriend I, I made her these uh, like quinoa and, mm. and grilled chicken and uh, asparagus I've eaten like two of them in the last you need to come cook for me <laughs> golly that you know, I, tried to, I, I went keto um, back in like January oh yeah how'd that go for you what'd you think I lost 30 pounds Goodness gracious. I, I really enjoy it, yeah. Um, and I, I enjoy how it makes me feel and all For people who don't know what keto is, give them, give them your version. What, 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 what did you learn? Share it with I us. I don't know the in-depth, and there's a lot of little tweaks, but my basic overview is, you know, no no carbs, no sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did ate nothing but meat and vegetables. You know, I do like, I, I love steak. Steak, mm-hmm. grilled chicken. How about fruit? Pork chops. I don't eat much fruit. Okay. But I've would that be okay on the... On... A keto. A certain, I don't, from what I understand, certain fruits more so than others because it's really higher in natural sugars. Yes, it is. That's you know? what I like about it. Right? Um, I had a cousin that was an interesting guy. I never met him, but he was living in a mountain outside of Rio that, like, he built, and he was a fruitarian, and the guy was unhealthily thin. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he actually was. I saw pictures, and I'm like, that can't be good, man. The guy looks like he literally could blow away. That's not a strong wind, and I was like, "Come on, man! You gotta get some proteins in there, or something, you know." Yeah. But um, no, I really enjoyed it, and what sparked that is I found out the hard way I was lactose intolerant. Just all of a sudden happened. I'm 26, mm. and my body said, "Okay, you're not doing dairy anymore." You know, I've heard that uh, there are diseases that are being transmitted by ticks now that make people allergic to red meat. And, and we'll, I'm not sure about I've the lactose about intolerance that. thing, but I know about the meat thing. I know what you're sure. talking about, and I've heard about that. And apparently, it's something you, even after you cure the disease, you don't go back from. Like if you, so say mm. say I get bit by the tick and get the disease, and I find the tick, get it off me, cure the disease, I'm still yeah. allergic to red meat. Right, point. right. Which one would be god awful? Yeah. It, it's hard enough just not eating dairy. You don't realize how much cheese is in everything, and milk. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Like this is this has almond milk. You know, and mm-hmm. they they know <laughs> at, the, at Mojo's. You know, um, and red meat. Gosh, I love steak too much. 
my favorite meal on the planet. I do too, man. I one of I need to bring this joke back. One of my favorite jokes is I love uh, experimenting with vegetarianism. I just have yet to turn down the steak that comes after it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I tried like all good, the time. You know, some rice or you know some potatoes, and some asparagus, and then all the steaks just right there. Yeah, man. If, just right there. If they ever forget to bring my steak, then then I'll be vegetarian for a night by yeah. default. Now, as a steak lover, let me ask you this. Sure. If you were pres- if you went to a restaurant, right? And I'm a I eat steak at least this is bad to say probably twice a week, twice a week. I mm-hmm. eat a lot more red meat. Now it's CDC classified as a carcinogen, and I'm a smoker. Cool. But <laughs> it's gonna be bad for me later. But um, do you think if you went down to a restaurant, right? If you went to Jackson's and ordered a steak, mm-hmm. and then after the meal, well, do you think you could tell if it was lab grown or not? No. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to either. And I wouldn't want anyone to tell me, like an A and B, because you know, placebo effect messed my mind up. Okay, so no is my gut reaction, but then as I start to think about it, <clears throat> as I start to think about it, uh, I'm going to go with probably. Because I can I'm tell... Still, we're not even moving. Where are my seats? You're, you're allowed. It's good to be safe. It's it, good I, to be safe. It feels weird sitting in a car with that seatbelt. <laughs> Sometimes. But I, th- I think I think I would be able to tell because I can tell the difference between uh, an additive-free beef patty yeah. and, and a, a legit hamburger. Like I can tell just yeah. based on salt content and a few other taste profiles. Like mm-hmm. I can tell which one's which. Um, but... They had so much stuff in there, though. Yeah, and like so... Like, the whole pink slime thing with the McDonald's. Yeah. And I ate McDonald's last week. You know, I'm I'm a hypocrite, but, you know, I'll do it. Yeah, me too, man. I got fucking McDonald's, so I got a quarter-pounder box right there. Yeah. Because I, I, I will gladly with a double eat that But I can tell the difference between... Like, when I eat crabby food... My body tells me the difference. Not only do I taste the difference, but I can feel the difference in my stomach. So I think I'd be able to, to figure it out. Uh, because I think there's so many things lacking from lab-grown meat, like the vibrations that go into the rest of that body. Uh, you know, you can... They talk about how you don't want to eat meat that's been traumatized or killed inhumanely. You know, hunters talk about not wanting having a clean kill or else it ruins the meat yeah uh, you know and I, I didn't hear about this till recently someone was talking about the the uh, what are they called the shock not the shock hormones but the a response when your body goes into shock you know that's why yeah that's, that's right that's why they want to kill it quicker your body goes into shock it releases bad things yeah you know I would imagine lactic acid and all the things that, yeah. that relate to survive bitch adrenaline yeah. <laughs> run <laughs> you know not the kind of things that taste good, the kind of things that no. keep you alive. Well, I think about, like, you know, for example, I've gotten steaks from, you know, regular grocery stores, which I'm sure corn-fed, because we feed everything corn in this country because of the subsidies and trying to prop it up. We really shouldn't. Mm, Monsanto. See, they changed their name, and I don't know what their Bear. name is now. Is it Bear? Bear bought Monsanto, and oh, they're sh- getting rid of... I know, even more terrifying, <laughs> yeah, right? That's, that's right? not good. Not only is Monsanto hiding, but they, they uh, got bought by one of the biggest big pharma companies out there. So, yeah, Bear owns Monsanto now, and the name is going away. Monsanto's not going to be there anymore, but, but that's scary shit. Suing farmers. 
for the copyright infringement when it comes from cross-pollination. Yeah. And they'll ruin people. And it's just for no good reason. No, it's anyway. just, it's money. It's, uh, they're, they're trying to make more, more money. Which raises the question, I mean, capitalism, capitalism looks like it's coming to a screeching halt, man. Uh, Democratic Socialists elected in New York. There's a candidate There's from one's Hawaii been mayor of in 2020. Vermont for years, yep. <laughs> you know. I, yep. I, was, I was a big supporter of him. Yeah, um, Bernie, 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 coming back around. I hope well, and so. um, the, but no one's talking about him in 2020. That all the rumblings are on Joe Biden, which wouldn't be terrible. No, Biden, Biden he's, could he's hold more of an zone. establishment Democrat. But I do like him, you know, as a person. I'd love to see after how Biden destroyed Paul Ryan in that debate. <clears throat> Dude, he treated him like he was a, you know, it was like a college professor talking to an eighth grader. <laughs> you know, he'd be like, well, we did this. No, that's because just, I mean, just getting on his shit, I love to see it. Um, and I can't wait to see him, him in a debate with Trump if that happens. I think it'd be great. So what do you think about, well, hang on, let me press the button. Just a little reset button. Um, so, backtrack just catch everybody up you have a background in poli sci and yes. i have taken some rhetorical political stuff and uh and we were talking about that earlier so for anybody that's curious we, we're not just yeah we had a political conversation before this that was very academic and so that's that's yeah. where this is leaning that's i guess that's um, what i'm pr trying to preface this as but um yeah so you were saying about uh, Trump and those guys, and I was going to ask about these younger, the millennials, the like the girl that just got elected in Washington, New York. She's New York. really young. <clears throat> you know, I haven't, uh, I've only heard much about her lately, um, but from what I've seen, I like. You know, I always, it sucks. I like, I'm not a bash liberal, and I like, you know, when liberals stand up for themselves, because that hasn't happened a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Bill Maher says all the time, when will liberals grow a spine? Yeah. And I think that comes with, you know, uh, they say, oh, you know, all those intellectual liberals, agendas, and stuff like that. And I think, you know, truly smart people never want to take a hard position on anything because they know they could be wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I do the same thing. You know how much bar talk I hear when I'm at work, you know, people sitting at the bar about, oh, I had this... Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. Go ahead. Um, Go for it. We got all. Day. I had a lady the other day started on a uh, started talking about politics, and it ended with her drunkenly screaming uh, about Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> oh wow, dude! It was a fucking trailer trash whore, uh, dyed oh. blonde hair, stay dead, you fucking whore sucking the president's dick. <laughs> oh, dude! I don't know where that oh. came from. Uh, she didn't I had even get all the good Marilyn stories then. Fuck her, like Marilyn. Anyway, go ahead. We'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to Marilyn Monroe, JFK. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, so man, you hear some crazy shit at the bar. There's some crazy shit else. at the bar. Um, but no, back to the the liberals. I'm, I'm wanting to see one really get on people's shit. And I'd like to see more people, like, take a stand, be strong about it. Say, no, you know figuratively or literally go fuck yourself I think you're a bigot for saying that people shouldn't be able to you know deny or should be able to deny service to gay people that's fucking bigotry fuck you that's wrong mm -hmm. you know what I mean and be be secure in where they hold their morals morals 
I think that's exactly. I think that's where we're headed. Yeah. I um. There's so a lot of going along with certain lies uh, or half truths just to maintain the status quo. That's something that I think we we are just seeing way through. Like the waters have gotten so muddy and it's gotten so bad, and so many people are lying, and so many people are spineless that it's just so easy to see it now. <clears throat> we'll see. This calling bullshit left and right, you know. Oh yeah, well I think they're very clear actually in that yeah. aspect. So I saw a counter the other day, and yeah. I actually looked this up. Trump's told literally thousands. Of yeah, lies. I know, right? Literally <laughs> lied. Over like it's it's like the three thousand times yeah. to the American people just straight up lying, yeah. straight up fucking lying. And so, but now, due to the age of information, the internet, and the resources, we have the ability to call that. You know, I've had conversations with people and I said, "When did this happen?" I go, "No, that's actually not true." Right. You know, well, yeah, yeah, it is. No, it's it's not. They, I can, I can show you the evidence to the contrary right now. But another thing is because discourse got so quick, and so rapid fire facts are often left to the wayside and not cited right you know when I, I have a degree in political science mm -hmm. one of the main things they teach you in political science research is know your sources cite your sources make sure you're and those sources are valid yeah right I don't believe anything from conservativereport.com just like I don't you know I'm not gonna hold much credence to liberaldaily.com you know what I mean like that's right. gonna be on one side or the other it's gonna be skewed mm -hmm. now read both of them mm. and the truth is often somewhere in the middle you know but, exactly and people exactly. just don't cite their sources they they see things and share them and all that stuff and just keep on throwing it keep on throwing it the bad thing is that sways people's opinions it does you know? it does well and it gives people wiggle room like uh, to to not take a, a hard position but to pretend to be joking about things and yeah. and then that becomes misconstrued and then that becomes a lie in and of itself because someone can toss out something there and this this is this gets kind of touchy but people will post something and then they'll take flack for it and then they'll turn around and say well, oh well I was making fun of it too and they're like well no, no you, you didn't specify like yeah, exactly. you were very clearly wink wink nudge nudging it and that's what bugs me. Like, all this wink-wink, nudge-nudge bullshit is, like, well, we know what's going on here. And people that can't call a spade a spade really, really bug me. And you mentioned the, the, the lie thing. And that's what gets me. Like, I don't care what your political position on the, you know, trade agreements are. Uh, like, let's talk about what's good for the ethical standards of the country. Let's start by telling the truth, and then we figure out what the facts are, and then we go from there. Exactly. It's all this sound bite. They, they want, yeah, they want that that little takedown bite. Yeah, and the screenshot. truth will come out later, and they'll go, oh, well, we were wrong, but in the moment, in the heat of, yeah. of anger, well, it's like, know, uh, we insulted a bunch of people. When, nuts. when Obama nuts. had the debate with Romney, yeah, and the moderator... Romney said something was that was wrong. Mm -hmm. The moderator goes, no, actually, you know, Governor, he is correct. Yeah. You know, and people were saying, that's not her place to correct him. Whose place is it then? Right. It's you the truth. toss out lies. Exactly. Somebody's got to call know. you. Um, but what really scares me more than anything, man, and so this is getting big picture, little picture, but like yeah, go for it. any system doesn't work mm -hmm. 
Any system with established rules doesn't work unless everyone in that system playing the game abides by those rules. Yeah. And that's what I'm really scared about seeing with this. Like, for example, he's had, uh, Trump's had administration officials that did break ethics rules. Yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. Kellyanne Conway did it. Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders did it. Like, literally, black and white broke the rules. Where's, where's the recompense on the other side for that? You know what I mean? Like, what are the consequences? Mm -hmm. When you have these, you know, like, for example, earlier this year, uh, the House and the Senate both passed, um, tariffs on Russia, and the president just... Yeah. Ignored it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That is a constitutional crisis. You have to play by those rules, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And the, when people don't do that, I think that gets really scary, you know, for really everything. For our society as fabric yeah. as a whole. You know what I mean? Like, if we're driving down the road and I just don't give a shit to stay in my lane or not, that's going to fuck things up just because I'm not playing by the rules that we all agree to. Yeah. You know. And when, when the agreement to the rules has become a fabrication and right. and that we're just going along with for face value's sake it's even more detrimental like it's one of the th it's the same thing well, I'll take an even smaller picture for you the southern politeness and southern hospitality mm -hmm. like this whole the whole caveat of bless her heart undermines everything that is southern hospitality because yeah. just because you've got a polite way of being an asshole doesn't yeah. make you any less of an asshole. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. And and the the. I'm like more open about be, me, myself being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's one of the reasons I get in trouble so often, or people get upset with me, is because I've got no problem going. Well, you know, rule number one: don't be a dick. And uh, and if you break rule number one, then I have no qualms telling you about it. And it's something that it's the morals and the ethics that concern me more than anything because. If we don't all agree that we stand for something, and I keep I keep trying to get back to in my head this, the lies that we all go along with to prop things up. Um, th does that make sense? I feel like I'm not explaining myself on that one. I can't get past it for some reason. That we all make up to prop things up. Uh, but like, there's certain things that we all just go along with. That uh, uh, I'm thinking back to a previous conversation, and now in the mud moving on anyway no I got something on that hypocrisy is what it comes down to yeah is to, you know if you're gonna be a liar don't be a blatant liar and uh, and don't be a hypocrite that's that just blows me more than anything yeah uh, these people that are okay with well, it's okay if I do it it's not okay if you do it like the the obvious nature of who is gaining and who is not gaining in our country should terrify everybody. Like, oh yeah, man, you know. and I see it blatantly, and I hope other people do as well. I'm not gonna say I don't see how other people don't, but just the divide between the wealthy and everybody else. Yeah, numbers-wise, it's getting so much worse. And yeah. even like you know, look at I'm a millennial. The tropes of my generation, you know, you know when I was growing up as a kid you always saw a 26 year old guy living in his mom's house yeah you're a fucking deadbeat what's wrong with him right I'll tell adults to this day yeah I live with my mom they're like oh awesome don't ever move out don't ever pay rent like they're like hell yeah good for you that's a good move that's smart right you know what I mean and where the hell did that go because the economy's so bad 
people can't afford anything. It's horrible. You know, access to capital is so low for people who don't have it. Mm-hmm. You know? And people keep... T- People that want to have a conversation and try and force home these points based on sound bites but don't see the bigger picture are very frustrating because, like you said, you can find information if you go looking for it. But, like, the argument that uh, the economy, like, what's going on with the economy right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, lowest numbers and blah, 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 blah. I mean, like, you can hear that and instantly know you're not taking into account the rest of these numbers or there's pieces of that argument that are missing just from hearing it like yeah but what about all the millions of people that have just left the job force like left the workforce and aren't even looking for jobs that's at an all-time see, high and people want to pick like cherry pick these points yeah well see what i heard what i, I don't know if this is true and I, you know this is me being a hypocrite on that but i have heard somewhere that they get, the, I get flustered they Sorry. get the unemployment numbers not by number of jobs versus number of citizens they get it by people drawing unemployment yeah right and what they don't talk about is you know the more they make it harder to get unemployment the lower unemployment is going to be, and they're like, "Oh, the economy's doing great," yep. you know. Whereas, really, you just have more people who are destitute, you know. And what bugs me is this: the the tit for tat back and forth about so and so voted against vets. That was the one that came up recently, and so that's the headline, and that's what people see: is that so and so voted against a bill that was beneficial for vets. Oh, it's Bernie Sanders. But what they don't show you is on the other side of that is the reason they didn't vote for that is because the benefits for vets would have come at the expense of the $2.9 trillion Social Security surplus. Well, and so like, the other thing they don't tell you is, it's, it's, see again, it's people not playing by the rules. So they're like two or three, I don't I didn't do great in legislative process class, so forgive me, but there are two, it's okay. two or three rules so people can submit a bill. And one of them is, is it germane? Which means, is it, or an amendment to a bill, is that amendment germane? Is it relevant Mm -hmm. to what the rest of that bill is? You'll have like, you know, they did it with a farm bill and they got amendments. The bridge to nowhere. Yeah, (laughs) cutting social security and shit like that. And it's like, how is that germane to the farm? Come on, man. Yeah. You know, and what, I think, you know, so-and-so get voted against vets. I think it was Bernie Sanders people were calling him on and he goes, no, what they didn't tell you was that there was an amendment that was going to screw over a lake in Minnesota, yeah. you know, or something yeah. like that, you know? And it just, they don't play by the damn rules. <laughs> yeah. That, that's not the rules. Instead of, frustrating. And, and it's one of the things that I'm a big advocate of rewrite the whole thing. Like it's time for us to strip it down and, and start over. It may be not in, in principle, but in word, even the best of us, uh, Jefferson and, and founding fathers, some of them even agreed that the every generation has the right to own the terminology of the law of the land. Oh yeah, they called for a twenty-year uh, 20 rewrite. Mm-hmm. Every twenty mm-hmm. years rewrite. And I've been citing that left and right lately. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know they were, they were brilliant guys, brilliant guys. Jefferson was hilarious, but he was a brilliant guy. Um, but what scares me nowadays is right. So when, when you see. Citizens United's got to go. Um, I don't think corporations should be able to donate money to political candidates. No, 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 not at all. Money ever donated to a political candidate doesn't have strings attached. Right. And so when you have the foxes running the hen house, when it comes to corporations, Mm -hmm. that's what I think the real evil is. It's not government. It's not people who want power. It's companies who want power. Well, now it's the corporatocracy. Exactly. If the corporations didn't have so much power in government, if we weren't an oligarchy, we'd all be a lot better. I agree. Go ahead. You know, but... And so... That's what scares me about rewriting the Constitution, because who would get the say? Yeah, who gets the you pen? You know what I mean? It wouldn't be me and you, because we right. don't got that 
deep pockets in there. No, it'd be the Koch brothers. Yeah, exactly. It'd be the Koch brothers. It'd be the cast that run GE. You know, it'd be fucking Jeff Bezos. Is, he's a... I brought this up to somebody the other day. I go, man, if he was in the 20s, he'd be considered a robber baron. Because, like, literally, you hear reports about he, people are having to take vacation time to go take a pee while they're on the clock and, like, living in tents outside because they, you know, work so many hours and destroying their bodies. And I'm like, man, stop. How can anyone see that and not, like, where are our labor laws? These are places in the United States. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and whereas he makes $28,000 a every 10 seconds or something stupid like that like it's and did you see the supreme court upheld a knock against the unions yeah recently it's yeah i think <clears throat> i think empires like fall apart yeah. yeah but governments are designed to collapse because they can't there's no way that that and especially not now in this transition of the information age that our government is going to keep up like it's going to stumble and implode before it could ever get to the point where yeah. I don't know, I think people our age or your age or a younger a generation younger than you would would even think like who the fuck wrote this shit? Like yeah. <laughs> like what is this crap? The Teletubbies could have done better than this. And I think we're quickly getting there. Um, and the information age, I hope, is going to expose a lot of that stuff and make it very obvious. It's beginning to make it very obvious to a lot of people that uh, most of it's just bullshit. Like it's got, and the bullshit's gotten real deep. The bullshit's gotten deep, man. But I think the original Constitution is a brilliant document for sure. the time and for what it was and for what sure. it was managing. Sure. I mean, oh my God, those guys. Imagine the balls, right? That'd be like. That'd be like, let's say me and you are in, uh, let's say we're in American Samoa. And we're sitting a long way back in the United States. They start doing some hinky shit. We're like, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to go to war with the United States of America. Imagine how crazy that sounds now. That's how crazy it sounded to go to war with England back then. Mm-hmm. Those cats were badasses. They had big brass balls. Washington was getting his ass kicked. He only won like three out of like nine battles, major battles he was ever in. Um, you know, and he kept an army in the field and they were starving. He's like, Cause, dude, we got to do this or else it's going to look bad if we just go home for a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, he met that alien in the woods. Yeah. Did you hear that story? No. No? What? Oh, yeah. Washington met an alien in the woods. Uh, it's fairly well documented, too, uh, even in one of his journals. Um, during, look this yeah, up. during the shithole winter, like while they're oh, all. Everyone was dying. Yeah. So he wanders off into the woods and he has this encounter and this meeting and they're like, no, you got to stay the course. Like you got to do the thing. It's going to be okay. And yada, yada, yada. And of course, you know, you can listen to the ancient aliens version of that and get all kinds of craziness from it. I don't trust that guy. Have you seen his hair? Yeah, I don't don't trust trust him either. But he's slowly getting abducted. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't trust him. You can't trust a guy like that. Come no, on, but man. Washington's journals and and other, there are other sources at the time that say there was something hinky that happened uh, in in the Grove. That Washington went and had this little little powwow, and he came back with information and, and yeah. some shit, which is cool. But I think that speaks to another point about how history. You know, we just know so little about history, uh, and we're taught so little about history and an accurate history yeah. that the more and more people are starting to see it now. Hopefully, it will benefit some people so. in the future. I hope. I hope I you hope. know, that whole idiom, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. 
Yeah. And I don't know about that. But maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily agree with everyone who says Trump's going to be like Hitler and they're going to be like Nazis and all that stuff. But it is unsettling to me that Nazis are back. We know for a fact they're back. Yeah. They call themselves Nazis. And that is scary. That whole yeah. uh, Charlottesville thing. What the fuck? That was scary. Yeah. People were, first of all, it was really scary that there were a bunch of white people in white robes marching for white people. And it was hilarious that they're, <laughs> they're using goddamn tiki torches. <laughs> um, anyways, but that was scary. And I think as a society, we should we should have seen that and taken a step back and say, hey, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, um, well, another thing that is crazy is growing up in the South, you realize racism ain't dead. Right? Racism ain't dead. How many people have you known? Right, so where are you, are you from here? This I grew up in Mobile. In Mobile, okay. <laughs> Even better. Even yeah. better. Yeah. I'm in Florida, people that tell me racism isn't real, I'm just like, you You've known people for a while, grown up around certain people, and all of a sudden, you know, they, you get together and you have a few beers, all of a sudden, well, and they'll just drop the M-bomb and say, they're the problem, you know, go back to Africa, Whoa. and you're like, God, I've known you for 20 How years. How long? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> you know, like it's terrifying. It's terrifying. That happened at least once every six months, which is the sad thing. Yeah, and, and I, uh, I think that's a lot of what's going on now. It's one of the reasons that Jefferson wrote down and called for that nineteen twenty year rewrite is because we have seventy year olds in charge of a government and dictating a future, literally dictating a future to people who are three generations. Dude, I was at... Two generations younger than that. Yeah, I was at a it's gun ridiculous. store. I was at a gun store one time, and I was in, I was in high school. We were going, me and buddy going looking at shotguns so we can go hunting or something. Yeah. Which sounds as redneck as it is, but I was wearing a hoodie. Said, That's Walmart these days. This can't be a high school on it, right? Yeah. And I was at a gun store, me and... Uh, my buddy and the guy goes, oh, y'all go to Escambia? And he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, we graduated back when they were the rebels, right? People mm-hmm. who don't know, my high school in the early to mid to even late 70s had a bunch of race riots and all that stuff because its mascot used to be the rebels. What? Uh, they're, yeah, it, they were the Escambia High School rebels. The mascot was a dress, a Union soldier carrying a, a rebel flag. Oh. And their, their fight song was Dixie. Oh. And then a riot happened oh. at a football game. And black people got pissed, and I know why. <laughs> I, get, yeah. I really, I get it, you know. Um, riots, KKKs were involved in all that stuff. Anyway, and was, then after they integrated, it was even worse. <clears throat> Anyways, and the guy goes, "Yeah, I went back. I went there back when we were the rebels. All the seniors used to get out, uh, get out of class early at the end of the day, and just go sit there and throw rocks at all the black people. And he didn't use the term black people. He used the other." <sighs> And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God. And then my second thought was, this guy votes. Oh, God. And who do you think he's going to vote for? Yeah. Not some fucking liberal. You know, it's it, shit like that scares me. But time also gives, I get a little bit of solace in that, that time's going to fix that. Um, and things are going to progress, I hope. But I just hope his child doesn't have the same mindset he, he does. Hope not, but it's fifty-fifty because he did raise that child, you know. So, but it's like you said, man. Like fucking Nazis are back. Nazis are back. like how? 
<laughs> Everybody says, we fought a war over this. How is this we a did. thing? We did, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, we figured this one out already. God damn. Uh, but that, I think that's the moral conundrum. We've gotten so removed, and that's where, where I think we're struggling to get back around the curve, is we've gotten... This social media, we've done, we've gotten into this alone together thing where because of our screens, we can be alone and we can be in a group of people, but yeah. somehow that disconnects us emotionally. And so ethically, we have no responsibility to each other. And so communities have fallen apart. Families are falling apart. Um, and that, maybe this, maybe this should be the new metric is the fact that the, the pervasiveness and the divisiveness has gotten so bad that it can, it can interrupt the family unit, which should be the, you know, the cornerstone of any, I don't know, ethical network, moral network, community is the, the bedrock of yeah. virtue, right? 100%. So, mm. Well, you know, and, you know, to that point, you know, talking about, yeah, we're alone together. There's this, there are people I've known that when I see, I see them in person rarely. I know them, mm-hmm. you know, we're on a first name basis. Then I'll see what they post on Facebook and I'm like, oh my God, I don't even want to be around this. <laughs> right? no, I know, I've been there, I've been there. <laughs> you know a few of them, I'm sure. But, and then I'll, then I end up having a political conversation with one of them. And he is, he, and I've told him, I said, yes, I'm very liberal. And he's not mm-hmm. diametrically opposed to me. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy our conversations because neither of us are trashing each other person, the mm-hmm. other person. And I'll say, well, don't you think that maybe this could be a good idea? And he's like, well, maybe, but here's the other side of that. And we'll just go back and forth. But it's never a fuck you argument, mm-hmm. which is he gets on Facebook and says fuck you to everything. You know what I mean? But And that one actually, it gave me a little bit of hope. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> that was a good conversation, you know? Well, um, keep it local. That's the key. Local politics is the key. And it also makes it very difficult for for people to be bullies in real life. Yes. Uh, because when when people get on Facebook, and I, you're way more polite than I am. <laughs> because I think yeah. when people get on Facebook, they're they're looking for an argument. You know, when people come to me, I love and, and I love seeing you interact on Facebook. <clears throat> I love it. I don't play nice. No. I don't play fair. And I go for the jugular. I argue on Facebook the same way I fight. Like, if you want to come, if you want to, if you want to take a shot, it's coming back. It's coming back tenfold. And I don't throw stuff out there because I think I'm, I'm wrong or inaccurate. And I over, I over respond on Facebook intentionally because whoever comes and wants to pick a fight with me and, and argue over something is not making a point. They're just arguing. Yeah. And so I'm not going to try and convince them. I am going to go so far past them that the people that are still on the fence are overwhelmingly persuaded to not agree with that person. Yeah. That's the whole goal there. And so people that want to be bullies and want to argue on, you know, and, and be ignorant and yet impose an opinion... Uh, it's laughable. Like I get worked up about it sometimes, partially because it's good practice, and partially because I care and have empathy for people. And then, partially, it's just fucking hilarious to see how dumb some people oh, are. Oh yeah. Well, see, my thing is, you know, if you, sorry, if I try to be get, a good person, but I'm not. Work no, on. I think I think that is a good person because because <laughs> if I see somebody that uh, goes on Facebook and says, you know, faggots are the reason why. 
you know, this is wrong with the country. And No, I want you to know that that makes you a bad person. Yeah. I want you to know that that is not okay. Well, that's just my opinion. No, not all opinions are created equal. Right. If your opinion that um, people I know that are gay and they were born that way are not, you know, real people, yeah. then you're wrong. Yeah. That opinion is wrong. Oh, sorry, that's good. You know, um, and I would really like to see other people than me just <laughs> let her rip. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it always comes in, like I said, 90% of my interaction with people is when I'm working. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't get into it with them on that level. But that is a big part of what's going on, is that more and more people are having to stand up for these for these morals and, and for the values and the rights of other people and, and say there are lines that you can't cross. Like, uh, hashtag me too, the, all of the sexual harassment mm-hmm. stuff that's going on. Growing up in the South, working in the casino industry, I have seen firsthand how horrible the good old boys club can be. Oh, restaurants, and so, man. Yeah, and so to watch all this shit come back on people who deserve to be called out for it and then yeah. to listen to some people go, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 and have any kind of recompense. It's like, you're what the fuck are you guilty of? Like, anybody that's not enjoying, to the nth degree, watching all these assholes just lose their shit because they deserve it and they were assholes. Or I think are fucking guilty, like somewhere along. Oh the line. yeah, does part of that make you scared though? Does part of that make you sit there and like look back nah. and be like, "Was I a dick?" Like, nah. well, I'm just so like hyper self deprecating. I guess is the word. Like, I overanalyze everything I say and all that stuff to the nth degree. I'm the same way, and that's know? why I don't worry about it because I trained my drunken autopilot so well to be honest and and to be a good person and then be honest about being a good person that even in my worst moments no matter how horrible something may sound coming out of my mouth because I'm drunk and angry it's honest yeah. and even if I'm sober I'm gonna stand by it so I may say something poorly but I didn't say something poor that's true like so I never mean anything to come out bad like I remember one time I was working at a job this guy said something, I go, boy, but I didn't say it like how I meant it. Mm-hmm. So I go, boy, or something, and he's black. And I was like, fuck, I just said that. <laughs> yeah, we're like, you oops. Know, oh, fuck. This is not what I meant. Yeah. Immediately start backpedaling. Yeah. Gotta get out of this. I'm like, Philip, I'm sorry. That's, you, you know what, never mind. You, you, you know me, Philip. You know me for a year. Stop it. Like, <laughs> but I think he was so polite, he didn't say anything. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. We're definitely heading. I still think about that like once every six months or something. I think about it all the time. Like, God damn it! That's what makes you a good person, as opposed to people who get on Facebook and think it's okay to threaten people with violence. Like that, that blows me away. You know, people get suckered into these stupid positions that they shouldn't be trying to defend in the first place. Yeah. And then when they can't, and they're like, "Oh, why don't you come meet me?" Blah 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 blah. I'm like, dude. First of all, you resort to violence, you just lost the argument. Yeah. 100%. It's so funny. If you, you know, very, there are very few things you can say to me that make you want to punch you in the face. Right. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you're talking about, you know, uh, immigrants. Yeah. You know, I didn't have someone want to punch me in the face uh, talking about immigrants. It's a family member. 
And all, all, all I brought up, because apparently there's a county they live in, was um, a bunch of immigrant workers in Immokalee unionized. Yeah. Uh, you know Johnny Artis? Nope. No. He, uh, he's a big actor. It's cool. He had a movie night at Everman's, and I went to go see his movie. Not his movie, but it was a, a movie. And that's what it was about, and it was really interesting. And uh, I brought that up. I was like, yeah, that's really kind of cool that you unionized, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward 10 minutes later, we're screaming at each other. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because workers' rights. I wasn't exactly sober. But, um. Yeah. It's gotten ugly, though. It's gotten bad. Discourse has gotten bad. I don't see the way to fix that. Like, I don't see a clear path. I'm sure there are people who are stronger minds than me do. You know, uh, but. I don't know. I think the. I think the kids in high school that are leading the gun movement oh, from Parkland. That. That's so cool. That is that is so the cool. beginning of, of a wave or the tip of a spear. There's definitely something there. But also, in the way that all of that shaped up and these kids, just watching them own everybody on social media for a couple of weeks, and they still are, but prevalently they did for weeks. Oh, just God. crushing everybody. That's what it's that gonna look like. That one lady that was, you know, talking shit about David Hogg and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, my thing is, I can attack your ideas all day long. As soon as I attack, if I ever resort yeah. to attacking you, the argument's over. Mm-hmm. You know, like debate his ideas, don't debate him as a person. Right, right. You yeah, know? there's there's none of that. There's none of that. Uh, and the information age helps. I think the Arab Spring was a good model. Here, let's blow this way up, big picture. So, you remember the Arab Spring? Yeah. Uh, I screwed it up, and I keep having to correct myself. It was Tiananmen Square. No, Tahrir Square. Tiananmen Square was in China. Right. Now. And Tahrir Square, I think, is the one that was in Egypt when the, the whole Arab Spring uh, took yeah, place. Yeah, Egypt still isn't good. No, they're still, they're still they're working still, on it. They're but, still pretty Social media played a big role in this westward wave of fallen dictators and fallen states and, and all of this stuff. And I think we're going to continue to see that because the American empire has to fall. You know, the British empire is, is in recess and, uh, and the American empire sooner or later will fall, which means the American dollar will fall. And so China is in the prime position now to start pulling strings. China's not as strong as people think they are. They're, they're very precarious. Yeah, but they got right. some political. They got some some debt yeah. and might in that they can yeah. they can make things uncomfortable but by like, making some phone calls. What's not to they're not going to own anybody. Yeah, but what's not widely right. talked about is no. I, I, yeah. I yeah, China's a powerhouse, but for every dollar in GDP they make, they go in the hole too. Yeah, you know, um, they their middle class is pretty big, but their agrarian culture is slowly shrinking, mm-hmm. which just means no one's growing their food mm-hmm. and. They pollute China and other Asiatic, you know, seafaring countries. That's where the lion's share of the pollution in the oceans come from. Trillions of tons out of the Indian Ocean. It's so bad. Our Indian rivers, yeah. I don't mean to derail this. No, 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 go for it. My brother-in-law, we were talking about this, because I always talk about, especially up here, we haven't had a red tide in a while. Yeah. Which is cool, but scary. Because I'm like, oh, fuck, it could come next week. We can't eat the food, you know. But, uh, you know, they've been talking about, apparently Aaron Brockovich has gotten onto this now. The sugar, big sugar, in South Florida is polluting the inland waterways. In Florida, especially Lake Okeechobee, so bad. And it's releasing toxins. He's sending me pictures of the beaches down there. 
where there's like tarpon just dead washing up on the beach, just causing oh. red tide and all that stuff. Damn. Just killing fish left and right in South Florida. It's crazy. Damn. I don't know how people aren't up in arms about this, man. You see pictures of surfers surfing a wave and it's just pl trash in the fucking wave. How many pictures of sea turtles getting straws pulled out of their nose do we need to see? Where people oh. give a shit, man. That video is painful to watch, too. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's all bloody and uh. And I, th so I think that's part of the problem uh, in in politics right now. Um, we are as, as human beings, as critters, as wild animals. We are so far removed from our natural condition that we've almost forgotten what it's like to be human. Like we've got things now, like concepts of grounding and earthing because we're so far removed from our natural environment. Yeah. People don't put their feet on the goddamn ground, so we've got fancy names for it. Is and it I bad think, that I believe in that, but I want to make fun of it at the same time? We should make fun of the fact that there are people that, that don't ever touch the ground, but there's something to it. There's definitely something to it. Like, yeah. uh, there's science to back it up. We can we can see it. It feels good. It's the reason walking on the beach is awesome. It's the reason that lightning comes up from the ground and then goes... I totally forgot where I was going. We were talking about sea turtles and, and how... Disconnect people when it comes to politics. Yeah. Or disconnect from our natural environment, which we are. Yeah, and that's true for politics, you know. too. Politics is so far removed from the people that it's it's got to come up with shitty terms like grounding to remember that it's a democracy. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought about it like that, yeah. That's crazy. It's gotten so weird. Well, just the detachment between, like... You know, what you say on the internet versus in person and like seeing someone face to face. You know? Yeah. I know we keep on harping on that, but that's true. Yeah, look, Mark Maron's got a joke about it. He's like, now that we got all these people that voted for Trump and yada, 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 and now I just look at my friends that voted for Trump and I'm like, what do I do with you now? Because <laughs> right. on some level, that's, that's a reasonable question. Because I. Being the truth, love, and peace guy, and and being anti-hypocrisy, it bugs me to no end to look at people and say you are just going along with lies. Like how, when someone tells you, when someone utters a lie, for me that's like slam on the brakes, like whoa. And then when no. you call them out and say, be like, well, Hillary lied about this. That was that. That, do, like, that doesn't matter. This? We're not talking about her. We're talking about this person. Yeah, I was pissed then too. But yeah, I was <laughs> mad. That, who cares? You know. Um, yeah, she's not the president. You know, she's not the person that's embarrassing us. Well, and what is an that? Yeah, scale. what does that help? Like, does that solve the problem of? Yeah, of that's the that's the adult version of I know you are, but what am I? Yeah, it's so it's you know, so annoying. It makes me want to slap people, and that gets me in trouble. I think about committing. I don't never do it. I think about, I think about hitting people way too often, and my girlfriend and friends of mine tell me I throw things when I'm drunk way too often, so I don't do that anymore. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. I almost hit somebody. He got really mad. I understand. And I wasn't even like I went. To, I wanted to throw it near him, like a ha ha. But my aim was a lot. Anyways, um, <laughs> but no, I'll sit there and I'll, I just think about like just. Sometimes just slamming people's heads against counters. Yeah. Because when they like take too long to order a drink, <laughs> you know, like, I never do it obviously, but in my head I'm like, fuck, come on, man, you're an adult. Well, 
I think a lot of that comes back to the whole do unto others thing. And so the famous conundrum of I'm in a bar and I'm going to go and I'm going to order a drink. And as soon as the bartender comes up to me, he's like, I'm not sure what I want. What What's good? Asshole. Like, I am a bartender. Yeah. There are what kind 15 of cocktails other do you people. Have? Yeah. What and kind of cocktails do you have? Look, whatever those buys in those bottles. Ten minutes you've been, had to think about this. You know, like, good. You know, people make fun of it. Like, on Bar Rescue, right? People make fun of it when they're like, you know, on their recon, people go up and they're like, do you have a cocktail menu? No, I'm sorry, we have a full bar. That is the truth. What kind of cocktail do you want? Like, you're yeah. going to order something different just because I have it written down? You're going to look... You're gonna make me go through all my beers I have and order a fucking Bud Light. That's happened, I can't tell you how many times. Oh, it's so annoying. I'll be standing there and I, I'm sorry you got to bitch about my job. I'll be standing there and people like, what do you got on tap? I'm like, that stuff right there. Well, and just point. <laughs> like, it's, I, you see the taps. They got the names on the handles. Yeah. You know. And I think I, if people were, I don't know, more socially engaged, Maybe they wouldn't cling to these few social interactions the so desperately. Because for some people, they don't spend enough time chatting with their neighbors. And so that becomes the only time they get to in, in, interact with other people. And yeah. so they, they draw it out. And to, instead of just being like, I need a Bud Light, I gotta go on my way. Like, oh no, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna talk to Cal in the middle of his shift. And like, well, no, like when I'm, when I'm slow I dude I don't mind it sure but when you dude, got I have people regulars waiting mine at the bar that end up being like really good friends now sure because they did come up and we'd hang out you know and, and I'll talk to anybody but but that's not heat of the hurricane Harriet's the worst man because I'll be like five tickets deep and like two deep at the bar she'll be like cow <laughs> call me over one do you need some she's like I'll tell you about my neighbor he exactly. got a new car and I'm like put a pin in that shit I've got something to do <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about yeah it, Harriet just needs someone to listen to her story in that moment. Okay, Harriet, but I can't listen to your story. Yeah, but there needs to be a whole other thing where she people don't so misconstrue. Mad at me. She got so well. That's it's an interesting thought that universal basic income is coming around the corner for a lot of reasons. Uh-huh. But one of the reasons is because automation is going to put a ton of truckers out of work first, and then all these other things. So human beings have been pushed because of where we've you know, what we've automated and all that good stuff yeah. into more and more service jobs. And so now the only place you get interaction with human beings mm-hmm. is in a service exchange. Yeah. It's very rare that you go out and... That's you know, 9% of my interaction. I'm the one, usually the one providing the service. Right. You know, um, I work two, I have one service industry job and one customer service job, mm-hmm. you know, and that's 90% of my, and I guess, I mean, that is what makes me somewhat pessimistic because I overanalyze the situation. Sure, me too. You know, I'm like, if one, one the thing that really gets me, when the people walk up and say, hey man, how's it going? And they're just like, Bud Light Draft. <laughs> human. Yeah. Human. <laughs> say hello first. Like, I, Sometimes if I'm really in a bad mood, I'll be like, hey, man, how you doing? And they'll be like, yingling draft. You doing all right, though? <laughs> <laughs> so are we good here? Like, uh, I had a guy the other day uh, in one of my jobs. It was like three questions deep before he even said a word to me. Wow. I swear to God. Hey, so what are we doing today? We're sending this? <laughs> What's your first name? And then you had to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a yes or no question. You know, like, like, come on, man. Use your words. You're an adult. 
You're an adult. Be an adult. That's my thing. I've been hovering on that lately. Someone does something. You're an adult. Come on, you're an adult. But them, adult is not having anything to do with age. As you right. know, it, it should, but it doesn't. So that brings us back to access to information, you know, and, mm-hmm. and some people are just not educated. We were talking earlier about Marxism and how the, when, when the haves and the have-nots get far enough apart, mm-hmm. uh, Marx said, shit happens. And in a lot of ways, I think we're getting there. In some ways, it's financial, and in even more ways, it's intellectual. But there's just this huge discrepancy between uh, people caring about each other and people communicating with each other. It's gotten weird, and I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to play out in the information age, and if you ever get into Kurzweil and the artificial intelligence stuff. I've, I've looked at that a little. I've written, I wrote two papers in college that contradict each other on artificial intelligence, because one oh, yeah? was a year later in a different class, and I cited myself and proved myself wrong. Nice. Because just in that year, the there was enough to where it changed my mind. Because I it was uh, my comp one class at UWF, they have themes for some reason, uh, English Comp 1 and 2. And mm-hmm. the first one I did was um, <clears throat> Technophobia in Science Fiction Movies. Mm-hmm. Which was really interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, because if you think about it, a lot of these science fiction movies, um, when it comes to... What was it? Uh, it was Surrogates. That one was really good. It was like, hey, we should actually be people mm-hmm. out in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I remember that one. They're trying to take down... You know technology and stuff like that, and then another one was um, oh fuck, I just blanked on that one. But surrogates was enough, you know, where most of them show that it's a bad thing and overuse of it, right? Mm-hmm. In that movie, surrogates were like cell phones; everyone had them, they're optioning up and all that stuff. Um, but when you look at the Matrix, like you mentioned earlier. I didn't see from what I'd researched on current AI at the time. I was like, no, nah, I don't think it'll be like what we see in movies. I don't think it will. And then, I think, I think it was like a year and a half later, I had a different class. And my topic I pulled was AI. And I went back and read my last paper. I was like, oh, I got this, right? I can just cite myself. And then when I started doing more research, I found out, I go, ooh, no. No, it's not just fuzzy logic with airplanes. You know, it's, it's not just stuff like that. They're actually trying to find an actual way to have it a computer be like a person. General, yeah. We're yeah. to go from narrow to general. It's... You know, and I, I, I was talking to a guy he's like, no, a computer can't be conscious because it's not biological. I was like, Ooh. no, that's I don't. I think that's semantic. You're hung up on that one thing. Yeah. Like, conscious means aware of myself. I'm aware yeah. that I'm a thing. Yeah. That's conscious. And I think we've hit that so far. Yeah. Haven't we? With you computers? Know, you, think they're, you think they're conscious? Not all computers, no. But I, I, from what I've seen, there are there are some programs and things like that that are aware and they are learning. You know. Yeah. The, the It's possible. I'm not sure if, if we're there yet because I think we need we need to bridge general to our, to to narrow. So. When it comes to artificial intelligence, I think there are three major things. Um, and interaction within the context is key. I think sentience requires fear. So self-awareness is... Yeah, self-awareness is one step, but... Uh, 
but ha knowing the ramifications is the other like so maybe as long as you have self-awareness you can get to the other one but in in my model of of motives fear is the the driving factor because it's a discomfort and so i'm not sure that ai can be conscious until it's afraid of being turned off and so that's, I'm, that, okay that's cool to think about i've never thought about it like that afraid to be turned off because everything everything responds to its environment in some way shape or form or it has so fear of not being yeah so it's survival off, it's right yeah. so the the physical effect is survival like what we do is we process shit so we survive uh, and that's what everything does is in the interest of survival it does more and it progresses and it grows and decisions are made however you want to call it on a chemical level or on a on a conscious level, depending on how far you want to splice it. But even the trees make decisions in, in growing towards the sun and what nutrients to absorb and send out you know, messages for. So that's conscious in a way. But now I, I'm struggling to come up with a computer program or system that I would ascribe that consciousness to, or that level of awareness. I'm not saying that I know all of them, but. The most powerful one I can think of was AlphaGo. But then that raises the question of the AI in a box. Like, if if the internet were conscious and uh, and it knew enough about people, would it tell us that it was conscious? Probably fucking not. No. Because then we'd want to put it in a box and do studies on it, and it would... would no, probably not. No. So this may be one of those we're better off not knowing... Or we may not know until know. it's too late. I wouldn't want to know. We may just not get that opportunity. Or we just don't Skynet. care. Skynet. Yeah, or we just don't care. Because, you know, when you think about the concept of, oh, I'm not going to text anything to anybody because everyone listens to it. But we know people who are listening to it mm -hmm. and know what we're doing. But they, we don't care if we still do it. Yeah, because right? it's, yeah. Usually because it's so small. Yeah. Like, who's going to care that I'm texting my girlfriend bitching about my day? You know? <laughs> yeah, I always say, if, if, if I'm all they have to do, yeah. it's sad. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah that's, that's, that's bad, because I'm... I don't think I'm that interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I am not. I'm not interesting enough to where, you know, another Edward Snowden sitting in his cubicle is going to care. But I hope not. I hope not. I hope he gets... Uh, yeah, Wasn't there a deal lawyers? in place with like Julian Assange and shit like that, like an Edward Snowden? I don't know. Was there? I don't know. There was some sort of deal. I don't think it ever got finished. I think it's great how uh, even Assange went from being national hero to to enemy number one, enemy of the state, just depending on who's in charge. Yeah. If well, he's done some backhanded shit recently too, though. It's oh yeah. It's, he's you know. selling people secrets. Of course, he was going to do some shady shit sooner yeah. or later. But in a way, you—that's part of the checks and balances. Like the, we all know that the government. That so here's another example. We all know that politicians lie, and so it's gotten so exacerbated that politicians can f blatantly lie and never tell the truth and we're just okay with that which yeah. means there is no truth anywhere and so nobody knows what's going on and then that's a whole another level of just bullshit lies we got it when we and then everybody just goes along with it 
And so sooner or later, somebody comes along and goes, What the fuck? The Emperor's clothes? Nada. <laughs> and then people shoot the messenger. Everyone's going to end up shooting anything eventually. <laughs> yeah, Which is terrifying. You th- so you, th- you think, because there are a lot of people in our neighborhood that, yeah. uh, that have spouted out some, granted this is on social media, so entertainment value, but yeah, some ridiculous opinions about the violence. Like, what's, wh- how is it 2018 and we still live in this ridiculously violent world? Like, wh- how do people still go along with I this? I don't know. I felt like it got better for a while and then it got worse again. Do you feel like that in the last yeah. 10, 15 years has gotten worse? Well, I think we were doing better when we started woeing up on the boots on the ground. And then, then the drone strikes got ridiculous. And now <laughs> it's yeah. video games. Those cats, I've, I've read a few things where the drone pilots that shoot missiles and kill oh, people. having all kinds of issues. They're like, yeah. Think about the issue. You know, he's sitting there and he's like, I see people's bodies falling apart and I know I should care, but I don't. And it's fucking with you. Yeah, it does. Because he's just watching it on a screen. He's disconnected. Yeah. It's like video games, but... But real. Real. It's fucked up, man. Crazy. It's crazy. It is. I can't imagine what those people go through psychologically. I stress out about jokes and whether or not they're funny. Like, yeah. I can't imagine, oh, man, I wonder how miserable that guy's last few seconds were because my aim was a little off on Tuesday. Yeah, like, oh, I hope there were no kids in that building. Oh! And then Dude. there were. And then there, and there are. Were. There were. I worried And then about you hear the, the news. Stuck. Can you imagine being one of those guys and then you hear the news? Drone strike kills 24th. Like, oh, my God, was that my trigger? Yeah. Oh, like not knowing. That's something that's fucked up about our culture, though. I think we've gotten so far removed from nature that that the violence is because we're this warlike nation and we've always been at war. The violence is okay. And it's gotten worse in the last few years because uh, thanks to the political situation. Like shootings here. Both. <laughs> yeah. All of the above. Like shooting, you know, the, the whole school shootings, and there was another shooting in a newspaper the other day. The Guardian. Uh, see, that's bad because the rhetoric from certain people who lie a lot towards journalists is so fuck you, fuck you, fuck Yeah, you, you can't have a president that says anti-journalists and then have journalists get shot and not have screeching brakes hold. Yeah. Like the fact that he had to come out his staff, someone forced him to come out and make that apology. Because it wasn't sincere. He didn't fucking he, sorry I didn't if you disagree. His, I but, didn't know what was he yeah. apologizing, apologizing he, he, he came See? out and said that uh, journalists should should feel safe when they're at work. And that's that's not that's counter to everything that he said. Really, before. Donald? There's so much in between the lines. There. What about yeah, when they're at home? No. Donald, you yeah. saying like it's just when they're bullshit. at work? So bullshit. And the it. What's funny to me is you can tell that it's gone too far when all of the people who were just pro hate speech are now going. We need a little civility. Like, mm, yeah. So now you realize that you fucked up. Once like, one of you gets thrown out of a restaurant. Yeah. Like, no, you just don't really know what the fuck you're talking about. And and th- that's where the hypocrisy of it comes in. Like, you can stand behind you can stand behind closed doors and say all this shit, but when you walk out in public and actually see what's going on, you just can't keep pretending. Did you see where Jim Jeffries got Jordan Peterson to admit he was wrong about something on his show? 
yes, I did. <laughs> that's that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's like, wait, how is that yeah. different? And he's sat there for a second, and you know yeah. what? Because Peterson won't come out and disavow the the far right extremists. Yeah, he in, won't. Because he's playing his to his audience. He's like he anybody. He, he would do. He went from being an unknown college professor in Canada to now, like a cultural thing, and you know, he he's playing to his audience. But it was on the whole not serving gay people. And he goes, "Well, how is that any different than not serving black people?" And he. Yeah, and he said it's not. Good onto him. Yeah. He, he said there was saying he goes, you know what? It's not. I was wrong about that. Yeah. On live TV. Good for him. Well, and and that's the that's the reason that people who take those positions will not aggressively and and in a bullying stance take those positions in public because they know they're going to get shot down. One of two things is going to happen. They're going to pull. They're going to end up hurting somebody and then losing everything because they were wrong and violent. Or they're going to open their mouths and just be proven wrong yeah. through facts. But, but yeah, Jordan Peter's not the only one. There are plenty of people that that just don't have any facts to stand on, and it's weird that. Well, I mean, what what happened to it? Like, it used to matter that there was a truth and that you, yeah. you were. Well, honest. I guess it's hard to find a uh, hard to find based on when you're talking about cultural morality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's the, that's not there's the very few. How can you? Uh, side a study defining a f- some society's feeling about something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, I, that's where I, you know, guess that whole debate gets a little bit wonky. And in general, I try not to participate in those. With, and you know, most people, <laughs> you well, know, because this is the reason that I always come back to the morals and the ethics of the situation. Because if First off, arguing from the middle is always advantageous uh, yeah. in any any argumentation, and then having a foolproof defense, like laying it out there and saying, "All right, well, I know, I know that my argument is sound because it's been built on good morals." And yeah, so, if you true. approach an argument saying, "How can I do best for everybody? How can I do best?" For, for everybody involved, how can I be the most honest and take into consideration everybody's perspective? Then immediately, all that bullshit falls by the Yeah, and I think a lot of people, where the disconnect is, if their morals lie with the whole or with the individual, right? So, yep. if I'm only moral to myself, and those right. are where my morals are based on myself, then that's selfishness. But if my morals are to the general and the whole, I think that's where things really, you know. Yep. That's where my morals See how yeah. it kind of goes back and forth. Da da. Yeah. Man, it's fucking crazy, crazy weirdness though. It's gonna be interesting. It. It's gonna be interesting for the next few years. I think it's gonna break through though. I think it. Everything. The pendulum always swings continuously, and so it's gonna get. It's gotten really dark and it's gotten really weird, and we've all seen the truth has been exposed. Yeah. You know, we've seen a new level of the truth, and so as a people, we will either collectively say children and separating mothers and kids is the line and we will go back the other direction yeah, what? or we won't what? we haven't talked about that Jesus Christ yeah that's bad that's bad that's bad history will not look good <clears throat> look back on us favorably on that it won't yeah it won't and it's been I mean it's been a problem for a long time immigration policy has been poorly handled for years now but it's gotten so much worse in the day and age of we need an other. We need a group. 
to chastise. And I think because the pre- I think because the president is so incapable of accomplishing anything on a serious mm-hmm. level that he's being the same the same way that he was when he got elected. He's being a bully. And oh, yeah. so he's bullying immigrants because they what kind of fight are they going to put up? They have they have nothing to fall back on. So he's he's reaching and grasping at the shortest easiest straws that he can get his hands on and none of it has to do with making great strides and doing difficult things for the country. As far as I can tell. I haven't seen him do no. anything difficult. I've seen him No. I've seen him do a bunch of easy things and take a bunch of easy positions and when it's not convenient, he lies and changes his position. And to, I mean, he's a shitty businessman from the word with. go and oh, those yeah. people have no morals and no ethics to begin with anybody that that can that can have the business record that he has and have treated so many employees so poorly is an asshole to begin with oh yeah you know what they used to do they'd like he right when he got elected there were still a couple of these lawsuits getting settled it was people he'd hire a contractor to do a bunch of work there's still some pending and yeah and then just not pay him be like oh that yep. work one you know is good we're not gonna pay him and it's like, no, you, we did what you wanted, you know, and you just didn't pay us. And then they'll just, he has enough money to file it in court and just fuck you. Yep, lawyer it out. You know, motion after motion after appeal after, no, by the time it even gets settled, the business is under anyways, you know. Yeah. I mean, the guy bankrupted a casino. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> that place that's literally designed yeah. to make money. We, you know, I can go through the resume all day long, but the, the guy's a liar. The, and, and that's where the conversation should stop for everybody. You know, people yeah. who are dishonest and untrustworthy don't deserve time and recognition. And they damn sure don't deserve roles in leadership. No. And they, good people do not defend dishonest people. And we are in a position now where dishonest people are leading and John Wayne say something about hating liars. I mean, that's the ethos of yep. our society. If you, liars. Yeah, if you aren't anti-liar, liar, then what are you? Like, yeah. and, and that's the moral conundrum that we're in. Like, we have so many people that are following around this person who is a, a known liar. Is, is known to be yeah. dishonest Proven and untrustworthy. Liar. And, meh. You know? And that's the problem. The fact that so few people, that so few people care enough to uh, to make that distinction, and that's how the, all this hate and anger gets perpetuated because it it pisses people off, legitimately upsets people when when people can be hateful towards other people. Do you think if he was a politician before and acted like this as a politician before, people would support him this much? Because I think a lot of people look to him just because he's not a politician. He was the anti-politician platform. Yeah, and that's convenient. It's it's a convenient argument, and it sounds good, but it's like you said earlier. The corporations control everything, yeah, and so they even control other politicians. Yeah, and so the he corporations just, just control the, the politicians, yeah. right? So he just got in there and, and became a politician. But it's a corporatocracy. It's an oligarchy. You know, like we're we're headed towards oligarchy. I'd say corporatocracy for sure. Borderline fascist at, at the moment. You know, you've got a guy. In the, in the, you've got a president right now who defends his own business, promotes his own business from the office, and so does his family from government positions. Oh, yeah, look at uh, how it's many a, trademark deals they've violations got from China on so many levels. Since you know, like they'll go for a meeting over there or something, 
with officials in China, and then they'll get back in like the next day all their trademark and copyrights. Yeah. And then people want to go, oh, well, that's not related. Well, shit, how is it not related? Yeah, and even if it's not related, it should. It's it's a breach of ethics. Like it's a, it's yeah. a violation. It's a conflict of interest. The rules. You know, and I honestly. Anyway. I think there was collusion with Russia. Where there's smoke, there's fire, man. Oh man, everyone says so it's a witch people. hunt, but there's been like 19 indictments. You know, there's been 75 charges. No, there's been 75 charges. I think filed against 19 people, and those were the last ones. Yeah. You know, they're about to get his own personal attorney to flip on him. Yeah. If there was nothing to worry about, then why would they be having to worry about getting him to flip? Like, this is crazy. This this denial of evidence, and it's like the science deniers, and, and, yeah. and these people that just want to deny reality. It's We've gotten to this point where somehow people can just say, oh, well, you know, I don't have a rearview mirror, so none of that shit exists. I could literally say that. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a rear view mirror. Too many people do. Too many people do. Can we talk about flat earthers? Oh, science <laughs> deniers. And oh this gets God. us right into anti-intellectuals. Like that ties right into that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that one's scary to me. That one's scary to me. What was it? Uh Climate deniers too, right yeah, there in the same deniers, boat. Climate deniers, same thing. You know, I mean listen. I'm not, you know, I have a degree in political science. I'm not saying believe me on everything I say. But I'm saying at least give me the credence that I might know a little bit about, at least a little bit about what I'm talking about. Um, and when it comes to people who know a lot more than me about when they say, hey, sea levels are going to rise. All of the research we've been doing for the last 20 years is showing all these indicators. And it's more than one person, more than one organization of people who do nothing but produce this research and look at this and they're experts in that field, I'm gonna believe. Yep. Right? Whereas, my name's John, I'm from, you know, East Tennessee. I don't believe that shit. My cousin shared this thing on Facebook. Like, why, I don't understand where that hubris comes from. The hubris to not, you know, to just say, no, I know more than you. It's cognitive dissonance. At the very, you know, at least, yeah, I, I think. Dude, your windows are down. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's too late now, man. It's been raining. <laughs> I can go, <laughs> we can go over there. You give a shit. You sure? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I ran four miles in the rain this morning. Okay. It wasn't raining when I got out there. I didn't like, hey, I'm running in the rain. I just went for a run and it started raining. I'm, I'm not like, worried oh. about you. You're dry and safe. Your, your uh, windows are down. I don't got carpet in there. It's just mats. Okay. It's fine. As long as your shirt's okay. Just don't want your shit to get fucked up. Because we need to fucking rag on some flat earthers. Like, who are these assholes? For real. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people just don't want to take the time to question themselves. And they don't... I think people know they're wrong. I think there's a large percentage of people who know they're wrong, but they're just stubborn and are hanging on. Stubborn comes to it. Yeah, the, the fuck that other guy is stronger yeah. than the, my logic brain. But I do think there are people who are stupid enough to be like, I don't know about that just because they say it. Man, come on. Aren't there other things to worry about? We settled this yeah, long time ago. Those are arguments of convenience. That people just don't want to... They don't. People don't want to accept how fucked up we are as a species and how fucked up we are as individuals and how fucked up we, you know the planet is because of us like like you mentioned the trillions of tons of plastic in the ocean you know 
Yeah, and some people don't want to look at stuff like that, and they don't want to be responsible. And I think it has to do with, uh, like in Buddhism, they talk about suffering. You know, to sit, to sit with yourself, and to peer deeply into your own shortcomings and your own failures, is agonizing. It's terrifying. That's why I quit smoking weed. Yeah, it's painful. It's a beautiful process, and it becomes a beautiful thing. But so few people are afraid of confronting themselves that that's how you get cognitive dissonance, I think. It's one of the things that, that reinforces cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to learn about all that shit now. Because if if one card falls, the whole house falls. And if, if somebody, if a lot of these, you know, older people that are set in their ways don't want to do the research into pick your topic it comes down to that one card's gonna fall and then I'm wrong about everything else and I can't deal with that and so they just don't want to I well, think I, it happens I don't even think it has to mean they're wrong about anything else if they're like perfectly normal all of a sudden one day they're just like I don't think I don't, I don't think the earth's round <laughs> <laughs> but I've always had this theory with like well you have theories. syphilis you have syphilis and you have a worm in your brain yeah. that's eating logic <clears throat> exactly but I've always had this theory with uh, conspiracy theories it's like it's like slippery slope right so mm-hmm. you start believing something that's more plausible like uh, 9-11 was an inside job I'm I, I, I don't really honestly care anymore but um, I think it was definitely an inside job <clears throat> and I, can, I got a great theory for it but go ahead well anyways well you're a perfect example right yeah. but your logic brain's enough to where you're looking at that logically right but once people buy into that then they look at what else is the government lying about, and so oh, yeah. they'll be like, "Fluoride in our water." They must be lying That's about a that too, and they'll research that, and then they'll quit agreeing to these. <laughs> not, not proving, my boy. Then the next thing you know, they're into like chemtrails, which have been disproven. Please don't tell me. <laughs> Come on, because you're like. You're two for three at this point. Con- you know, Contrails aren't shit, but uh, cloud seeding is real. Cloud they're not doing it through commercial planes. Yeah, but, you know, and then the next thing you know, uh, they're talking about reptilians and shit. Yes, yeah, so there is a deep end. There is there, a, it, there it is go, They end up the going end. really deep, and so yeah. it's easier for them to not trust one person, you know, one boogeyman, like the deep state, like the Alex Jones, you know... The Democrats are inter- yeah. interdimensional, time-traveling, pedophile vampires. I think that's what he said. Reptilian vampires. Reptilian vampires. Sorry. Sorry, Alex. Which is... Get your facts straight. Which is just... Crazy, batshit, fucking facts. Yeah. Yeah. That. You know, he's crazy. Did you hear where it was a court deposition uh, for his divorce? Oh, and he, he basically admitted, he's like, yeah, it's a character. Yeah. Either, one, he's the biggest, best actor of all time... Or two, he's lying about it to try to get his kids back. Either way, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. You know. And therein is the repetition of the hypocrisy. Yeah. Like, just rampant. All, all, well, all that show is... Did you see John Oliver's piece on it? Uh, I don't know if I did or not. But, I I mean, you I get that it. When it's, you get home. And yeah. you know, literally, it's always so he can sell supplements. Yeah, yeah. He's you a know, shill. A shill for his own crap. It's just a hype man. Just, you know, an agitator. Um, and it's... It's crazy because even Alex Jones, 
uh, had a couple of nuggets of truth once upon a time. And so in the conspiracy world, yeah. you have these things like false flags, like, uh, you know, I can't remember. There, were, there have been multiple false flags yeah. that happened. Uh, the Bay of Biscayne, I think it was. Um, some some other ones throughout history that yeah. governments have started wars. Uh, Gulf for, of Tonkin was... That's the one I was looking was for. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. that on tape. Yeah, letters. We know. Yeah. We know. I said, hey, you know, Nixon said, you know, whip something up, make them look like the bad guy. Yeah. So when you find these kernels, when you find these truths at the heart of some of these conspiracies, it makes it possible that some crazy shit's going on. A lot of it gets ascribed in the wrong directions. Like, anytime somebody says inside job and the government couldn't have pulled it off, like, of course. That's why the government doesn't pull shit off. But there's a reason Dick Cheney owns Halliburton, and there's a reason that some of the most prestigious black ops military organizations worked for Halliburton, worked for the same companies. Dick Cheney's still fucking alive. I know, right? He's but still alive. That's, if you want to know how they pull off Gulf of Tonkin and all that good stuff, they call a special ops team, that a team of mercenaries that has a price that's yeah. already said this is our price, that's already accepted money for it, and they go and they do their thing because then it's only five guys that have yeah. to keep it quiet versus a whole bunch of people. So now And then the people that think that, you know, the government can't run shit, they can't get a fucking road paved. Okay, but you think they can, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and that's why the government doesn't do shit. Like, the, the government, that's why Dick Cheney as the vice president probably went around and... and Okay, so here's a hypothetical. If I were going to pull it off, and we know we know there's a bunch of shady shit that went down, like the thermite in the basements, yeah. the angular cuts on, on the steel beams. There was some shit involved. It's not just planes. Um, now, who and what and how all that was behind it, we speculate all day long. But the easiest and most efficient way to do that is to send in a, a SEAL Team 6. You get a handful of select operators, you go in and you born ultimatum that shit and you get out. And to think that the government doesn't have access to people that can do that is crazy. They would never utilize their own military. They would utilize a private military. Oh, and, yeah. and we know that there is a military below the military <clears throat> writ oh, large. Yeah. Well, it's a so bunch of guys that get easier. out yeah. and... So you know, let's and then say, you get paid. Let's say I'm 18 and I go in as an infantryman in the army, right? And I get out after the war dries up. You know, they left to fight. They discharge me, whatever. Blackwater. And I'm like 35, and I don't know how to do anything except get behind a fucking rifle. What else am I gonna do? Cop or private security? Yeah. Which is Blackwater, which they rename themselves now. They do every six months or so. Yeah. Um, the but, Pinkertons actually are that company is still around. They really, really? So, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's how a lot of uh, a lot of bullshit gets perpetrated is because there again, it's corporations. You have a government that's run by corporations, and these corporations that don't have names and public faces, it's still just government money that's getting doled out for them to go and do stuff. And the corporations that do the insidious stuff just aren't public light of day. Yeah. You know. All right, but, let's check in. That guy, I don't know why they're going to the back. Ship is closed. He got here late. Late. We already had a pickup. Okay, so right. Yeah. Conspiracy theories are fun, though. I uh, I enjoy because to argue, to make any good argument, you have to be able to argue every angle. And yeah. so the conspiracy theories are fun in 
seeing who can connect the most ridiculous dots and how they did it. Be like, really, like, okay, we know that's bullshit, but how did you get there? I'm curious. Oprah you know? runs the CIA. Explain he, yourself. Yeah, I want to hear this reasoning. <laughs> I don't look. I don't even know. There's so many out there. I mean, I was on a Reddit thread, and it's like, what's the weirdest conspiracy? It was an Ask Reddit. It's like, what's the weirdest conspiracy theories? And I was going through reading them. They're just hilarious, and I can't remember any of them now. And I don't want to look them up because I don't want that shit on my search history. Right? <laughs> you know? I don't want you know people with the NSA being like, oh, he's one of them. Click. He's in a <sighs> button. You know. But, but I'm curious. I am curious. Always curious. Like why? Um, flat earthers. That's the I can't believe that's bad. Did you see the guy with that built his own rocket so he could could prove the Earth was flat? Like he was gonna send him, he's gonna yeah. launch himself in his own rocket. He really fucked himself up too. Did he? I didn't hear the, yeah. the aftermath. He, he he went to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good. The the monkey that's dumb enough to swallow too many marbles. Yeah, doesn't get seconds. Exactly, you know. Yeah, but he, he fucked himself up. It's it's like a you know, redneck version of the astronaut farmer, except he doesn't believe in space with none of the degrees. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, none of the training. Yeah, he was fucking it, and he didn't make it. I don't even. He didn't make it that high. Something fuck. I think he went up like a couple thousand feet, but his parachute hit early and he fucked it up. Or, I, or I'm getting that confused. With so a can evil jump, I might be. He but. stuffed himself in a rocket yeah. and didn't even surpass the highest ever free fall parachute burst. Oh, he definitely didn't know. <laughs> he never, no, because those are the cats that jumped from uh, like a the, balloon. red, the balloons. Yeah. No, he didn't get yeah. near that far up. Wow. <laughs> he didn't get near that far up. Wow. It was shitty, man. There's shitty. your argument for anti Like He might not flight. have gotten far enough up to where the government's like, hey, you can't fly planes this high. I don't think he even got that far. Not up. even 35,000 feet. No, no, he definitely didn't get 35,000 feet. Wow. I need to look it up again, and I don't want to Google anything during the podcast, but yeah, he didn't, he didn't make it near that. What an idiot. That guy's idiot. fucking idiot. Yeah. What an idiot. Fun for television, though. Funny thing is, I would rather jump from the balloon than go up in a homemade rocket. Explosives? Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would rather jump from a balloon. I watched that balloon jump live in a college class. Because cool. I was sitting there, like, before class, watching it, like, when, are they gonna, he's gonna, when is he going to jump? Yeah. And then I had to go into class. I was like, fuck, I just muted it. And sat there, I made it look like I was taking notes, but I'm watching him. Dude, he started tumbling. He didn't even like go regular like skydiver. He no. just went off and then he hit the winds and he was just <laughs> breaking the sound barrier, tumbling in over there like he's gonna die. He's gonna be paralyzed because his bones are gonna rip apart. But he was fine. He had you know. a fancy suit. Yeah. He had a very a fancy suit. suit. I wonder if they got the balloon back. I don't know. It's probably just space probably. debris. It's all space debris yeah. now. That's a big problem too. Talking about pollution, space pollution is bad. But, this sounds stupid, and this sounds bad, but I honestly think if the universe is so big, how come, probably because it's expensive, we can't shoot nuclear waste into a star? Wouldn't bother the star. Why can't we shoot nuclear waste into a star? Are we sure it wouldn't bother the star? Like, why don't we just hurl our trash at a sun? I feel like I've heard this somewhere before. Well, you could do it some other star that doesn't have intelligent life. It'd take a long-ass time to get there. 
It'd be really expensive. Would it be that expensive, though? Because you really just have to get it outside of orbit and then push it. Yeah, once. but then you gotta think about the movement of the celestial bodies and, like, if that star is gonna get there, it's gonna miss and, like, end up somewhere. Well, I was, if we'd send it towards our own, towards the sun, you know, towards our own star, I think we'd yeah. be a little more accurate. Because then, once you get it, once you get it out of orbit, just, uh, you know, eventually it'll get there. That's It'd burn up before it got anywhere close to it, too. Sure. Because the sun's nuclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's radiation. I'm just I'm, I'm hitting thinking. us. The radiation's hitting us, but it's the uh, atmosphere. I'm trying to figure out why they didn't do this in Wally. Like, yeah, no, they totally could have done that in Wally. Yeah, they, sure. they should have. Like, why would you let? I've the never planet... seen Wally, but I'm pretty sure they could have done it. Well, they had a trash planet, so if you're gonna have a trash planet, someone had to consider the tossing it at the sun. Why don't we just toss our trash at the sun? Surely there's an answer to this, yeah. because I don't think we could. I think it'd be some dude in a meeting. That would. Yeah. Hey, landfill? Sun? Yeah, we could toss our track. Like, satellites go up every day. I want to get someone up there in a space station that takes all the old satellites and brings them together and just shoots them off somewhere to get them out of the way of all the other satellites. To the sun. To the sun. Yeah, you want to know where the aliens are? They can't get here because of space trash. Yeah, How funny would that be? That'd be space hilarious. trash is holding up interstellar travelers. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, hi, Anna. Thank you for the coffee. It was very good coffee. It's very nice. Oh, yeah. P plug Mojo's. For Mojo's coffee. Here. Keeps mm. me awake on many a morning. Man, I've aside from going off on another anti-intellectual rant, uh, you know, I'm big pro-education, so... Absolutely. I, uh, I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, that's why I wanted to get this in. The Weekly Scientific Report. I don't know where you get most of your news and information and all that good stuff. Um, I have a blanket news app that just pulls uh, news on certain topics for different news sources. That's nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, well, I might be reading an AP article or it might be CNN, you know, or something of that nature, you know. I'm not the, I don't believe anything I see on Facebook, ever. That's a good The call. only thing I did is I, I bought a Four Ocean bracelet because I saw it on a Facebook post. That's it. Those dudes are awesome. Yeah, those are great. I, uh, I would love to get involved in some of that plastic recycling stuff. Me too, man. I, well, I would... Put me on a boat and I'll go drag a net for plastic. Hell yeah. We just lost the live feed and the, the YouTube. The battery died, so. Just a heads up. But the podcast is still rolling. Oh, cool. The four ocean thing. I, um. Yeah. The, like, there's, there are these guys that made a bunch of uh, plastic recycling machines. Those are the ones you drop in the water in marinas. No, no, no. These, uh. You collect the plastic and then you dump it in this this machine, oh, okay. and it grinds it up, melts it down, turns it into something usable. Oh, cool! It's pretty nifty stuff. I uh, I would love to get into something around like that around think, here, like a recycling program. Yeah, like I wonder if there's a way that you could recycle. I mean, there's probably a way recycle plastic to be used as cartridges and 3D printers. Now that probably wouldn't help, but it is the definition of recycling, right? Yeah. I'm sure I don't know much about the material that 3D printers use, but I'm sure 
that it's just a polymer chain. So it's got to yeah. be applicable. And like, but you got to think about it. Once plastic is made, like, it's there. Yeah. Whether you trash it or use it, it takes however X many years to biodegrade. Right, right. Right? So you got to recycle it and use it as something else. Because plastic's just, or else it's just there. You know what I mean? And more is going to be made out of petroleum, which we need to get off of anyways. But hopefully that's uh, coming soon. You know, I think that uh, even oil companies are seeing, you know, they're like, okay, we got to hop off this train. We're, we got to become an energy company and yeah. start to get on something else because yeah, because they ain't working anymore. Yeah, so being able to break down those plastics, I th you're right. The the I think petroleum companies just jump, skip ahead. I think what's going to happen there is um, these petroleum companies, instead of just being energy companies, they're going to be energy buyers, and everybody's going to become energy manufacturers. I like it. And so, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So they become the redistributors, like instead of energy companies manufacturing energy they're going to be the the distributors of energy so they're the ones that are going to take the energy from people's homes that are generating all this power and send it to but sell it to these companies yeah if everyone's generating then you'd be basically selling it to commercial entities exactly you know um and there, but there's a lot of you know power companies are mostly local and apparently didn't gulf power just sell to somebody um I think they did. They know. sold to somebody, yeah. Um, but most of them are local, and so they'll tie in to local municipalities and stuff like that. And they'll... Um, that's why That's why you can't get off the grid. Oh, yeah, and Florida's really bad about that. It is really bad about that. Because they... Um, like, they can't want recycle money. rainwater. They can't do any of that. Yeah, you can't recycle rainwater. That's the dumbest thing ever. Like... Fuck you, it just fell on my yard. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to Fuck do about it? Yeah, what do I... I'm just going to let it run into the ground. I own the ground, too. Fuck you, I own this property. I own the gutters. And you, the the whole argument of... What if I, what if I just want to water... What if I want to, like, clean or drink it? What if I just want to water my own plants with it? That's no. still illegal? Yeah, that's that's Why? what they're saying. It's, which is so stupid. So stupid. I don't... Yeah, that's, that's absolutely fucking retarded. Except, you know, there is no freedom. You've got to have a license for everything. You've got to have a permit. And the you can't be off-grid electrically because of safety concerns. What the fuck, man? How is that a safety concern if I'm not tied into everybody else? Like, oh. how, is, how does that make me unsafe? Because you could screw something up for everybody else yeah. by not being connected. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's stupid. So, um, now, I can, the only thing I do understand a little bit is sewer but even so if you want to be out well hell we got septic tanks never mind yep you know but i do agree with the fact that you need a license to run your septic yeah there's some things that you because, should definitely not be allowed to fuck up yeah like what if i just run the pipe into my neighbor's yard well and you know that yeah and if you're gonna be off if i want to be a dick i could you know put it in the ocean you know what I mean if I live on the water yeah, yeah you gotta have well, some mosquitoes are a problem so you can't be growing you know you can't be growing mosquito farms there should be I can understand a want to maintain standards and yeah. regulation in that regard is a good thing in that we want people to be able to do what they want 
just not the probably going to get everybody electrocuted because you bubba rigged it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like those guys that don't uh, turn off their main when they wire their generators into their house. Yeah. And send power back up the line and yeah. that fucks with everybody else. Yeah. You know? So. Like jackasses. Don't do that. So, having some standards goes a long way, but that doesn't mean that... It doesn't mean everything has to be standards. Well, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be allowed to do something. Like, say, just saying someone can't be independent is not the solution. You know, being independent responsibly is the solution. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get there eventually. I hope so, and I think there'll be enough pushback. Because what it is is, let's be honest, old white guys want power. <laughs> well, old white guys have power and they want to keep it. Yeah. But... Old white guys' kids are afraid they're not going to get to keep the power. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm one step away from calling out khaki shorts and tiki torch holders. <laughs> but a lot of those people are the same. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, that's true. Hey, I'm wearing khaki shorts. You're these are not holding trucks, a tiki torch. I'm not holding a tiki torch. Not that's holding I wear these because they're light and it's Florida in the summertime. But... Yeah. And, and you're allowed. You're allowed. Yeah. What was the other piece of the uniform? The white collars? The white. It was the white polo, the MAGA hat, and the khaki. I saw one thing where a guy had showed up to a rally dressed like that, and then people were giving him such shit, he was taking it off. He's like, it was a joke. I just want to see how people react. I'm like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. You showed up in that uniform, you piece of shit. Yeah. If, if Prince Harry can't get away with Hitler at a Halloween party, nope. You're not getting away with Trump's. Okay, it's been around. long enough. I'll I'll give I'll give Prince Harry Hitler for sure. It was a Halloween party. Like I'm cool with it. Yeah. It's just sorry, you were born a prince. You don't get to make that joke. Yes. Yeah, that was the consensus. I, in in the interest of funny and history, whatever, man. There, I wasn't there. There might have been some kind of funny inside joke that I wasn't privy to. Uh, I'm not condoning Hitler. I'm just saying yeah. I'm not going to rail on Prince Harry for picking a shitty costume. Because no. he's not the only one that ever did that. <laughs> no. You ever see the office where was, uh, Pam showed up to a different office? Like when she was working in a different office, didn't know they didn't dress up for Halloween. She was Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> and so, you know, he had, had the, the mustache, mustache too. And then the comb over, and then she had the hat on, and she goes, and I can't even take the hat off. And she took it off, and she goes, because now I'm Hitler. <laughs> That's great. It's too funny. Too no, funny. I wouldn't dress as, as Hitler. I, think, I do think it's funny when people dress babies as Hitler. <laughs> is this a thing? How have I not seen I've this? I've seen a couple pictures, and I I don't know if it was a widespread thing, but I, I think it's funny that people dress their babies as Hitler because the babies don't know enough to be hateful, and I think the parents are doing it, like, being cheeky about it. Yeah. Not like Heil Hitler, but, like, it's a baby Hitler. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's funny. Mm, too cute. And then there's... They just want him to be a vegan, that's all. Yeah. A vegan artist. Is it weird that I I don't care about vegans, but I do make fun of them? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's, no, it's not that I don't care. Like, I don't care if someone's vegan, but I'll make fun of them all day long if they get, like, start harping on me. Oh, I'll make fun of anybody that starts harping on me, though. Yeah, that's true. You know, when they're like, I just can't believe you can eat meat. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you, you got to marinate it first. <laughs> you, know, you can't just throw that shit yeah. on there. You it's a lot easier. thought. Yeah. Room temp, room temp. A lot of people don't know that. Room temp steak. Yeah. 
it's a lot easier when you're sitting at the table to eat than you know standing on a soapbox. So let's try that first. Yeah. And then we'll yeah. go from there. Because um, some people are just. One of the girls at Mojo's was uh, trying to get me on that. Because well, you know, I'm lactose, right? And I wanted to eat uh, Alfredo. Because I like Alfredo. Yummy. There's chicken Alfredo. But yeah. I still can't have dairy, right? Right. So, and I don't fuck with the whole lactate pills. I don't want to have to do that. And so I was like asking her about vegan recipes because she's vegan. She's like, you know, I watch some documentaries about veganism. I said, no, I don't. I'd, I'd very much rather not do that. Yeah. I understand factory farming is terrible, but I like steak more. I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. Yeah, I've, you know, I've killed my dinner before. Like I've, I've I have too. You know, and put the bullet through it, cut it up myself. You know, I um, so I don't have all those hang-ups of oh, you know, you killing something. Like everything dies. That yeah. are the argument of other things shouldn't have to die so you can live is bullshit and it comes from a place of ignorance because those people are not giving credence to plant life and every life sustains life death sustains life there is no there is no altruistic way to survive there's just not no uh lab grown meat maybe but you know we've already talked about the potential shortcomings for for that and how much of the rest of the enzymes and yeah. all that. But anyway, that's a far cry from a, a balanced diet of artificial something or other. Shit has to die for you to live. So to just say, I don't want things to die, that's another thing. Now, if you want to get into cows have some sentience, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be at the factory farming thing. Factory farming is definitely horrific. It's horrific. It's and I can, I understand the, like, the more argument of cows having some sentience. You know... I, my, but that cow's gonna die. He's gonna die eventually. Yeah. And he just happens to taste delicious. Delicious. My girlfriend uh, raises horses, and I told her, I said, "Would you ever try horse meat?" And she goes, "No, I don't think I could." What? I what? Go, I'd try horse meat, hundred percent. Horse now, would try human now, meat. Ex exactly. <laughs> now I wouldn't like if I had a horse as a pet and it, it broke its leg and I had to shoot it. I wouldn't eat that pro that horse probably. Yeah. You know. But if someone's like, "Hey, man, I got some horse flank. You want to try that? Take some home and cook it up." Hell, yeah. fucking yeah, I'd try it. I want to try turtle. I want to try squirrel. I like yeah. duck. I like dove. I've shot my fair share of dove. Me too. Me too. Now, dove hunt's fun. For say, cow, you haven't shot. I've shot dove. <laughs> not my fair share. Like not a lot, yeah. but I've been dove hunting, yeah. and I like it. You know, I'm. Oh, I've killed hundreds of fish. Probably thousands of fish in my lifetime. You yeah. know, it just is what it is. We live in this environment. And if you don't think that fucking, you know, cow, cow's a bad example. But Go with chickens. chickens. They used to be chickens, dinosaurs. They're assholes. Yeah, they're at, chickens will eat rats. If they're yeah. like, oh, don't eat the chicken. The chicken eats other animals too. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, or now we're yeah. only supposed to not kill herbivores? Like, what? Yeah. So where's that line? Yeah. Where's that line? And I, I'm just not worried about it. Like, I don't care. Things are gonna die. So there I can is live. a 50/50 shot. I will hit Burger King on the way home. This <laughs> is uh, right yeah. behind us. Yeah. You can probably see it in the camera. You know, because. Um, I jalapeno love, burger sounds really good. Love me some fast food. It's bad. I don't like to eat fast food around people because one, I'm ashamed, and two, I just glutton down on and eat really quick. Yeah, it's and, like my guilty pleasure too. Yeah, I want to be that fat guy that just. Sometimes like, I drive really like, far out of town just to me. go get fast food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's some kind like, of horrible affair. Like I'll go get Sonic, then park it way out towards the road in Walmart parking lot, just like. <laughs> <laughs> watching YouTube on my phone. That's one of my favorites. Oh, God. A therapist would say I had had an issue 
with that, but I don't think I do. And well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned YouTube. Before we get out of here, we'll do all do all the plugs. What do you like uh, information wise? Like, who do you watch on YouTube? Who do I watch? Uh, dude, I I like to watch a lot of crafts and all that stuff, and uh, I like crafts. Sounds better thought. than it. Well, I I'm starting to get into leather work. Right? Oh, okay. So a lot of instructional videos yeah. on YouTube, and then I found this guy. I got really into sailboats. I still want a sailboat. Cool. But there's a guy that's building one in his front yard in Oklahoma. Oh, shit. Called SB Seeker. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> he's he's really cool. cool. He's building a 74-foot steel sailboat, junk rig sailboat, in his front yard Holy in shit. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Holy shit. Yeah, and it's taken him years, but it's awesome. Like, it's amazing what he's doing, and people, like, love to help him. And so they'll come over and help him, and then what he'll do, there are a bunch of other boat-building channels, and he'll, like, help them out in his own little way and plug them, and it's, like, a big whole community, and it's really cool to see. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I didn't want a boat until now. Thanks, Cal. <laughs> well, dude, we live in Florida, man. Yeah, and I was not a the boat person right until... There. Yeah, because I don't like being on the food chain. At least not that close to on oh, the food chain. Oh, come on, sharks. Seriously? You're... No, not even sharks. I'm not... Like, sharks are a dime a dozen. The dolphins terrify me. Dolphins terrify me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you. I'm to shame you on your own podcast. Uh, really, man? Come on. But, uh... uh dolphins are awesome. No, dolphins are great. Boats, man. Yeah. Boats, I love being on a boat. I, I used to want to, like, literally, before I met my girl and fell in love, and she's not going to do that. But um, before I met her, I was going to get on a sailboat, and y'all would never see me again. You know, like, literally, that was my plan. And then, Sail around. And then I met my girl and fell in love, and now I just want to live on a ranch somewhere in Colorado and ride horses. Well, there you go. Yeah. And I might, you know, have a boat down here for when I come uh, vacation and stuff like that. But. Disappear sporadically. Yeah. Yeah, I told her, I said, you know, yeah, I want to take a trip for like a week or two. She's like, let's do overnight. I'm like, no, I'll settle for a weekend. That's a compromise. You know, put me out in it, man. Put me out for sure. What do you like to watch on YouTube? Man, uh, I've been big into Channel 4 lately, British TV, British comedy, because I've been studying Jimmy Carr and uh, Mickey Flanagan, uh, as well as there's a guy named Richard Iowati and Chris O'Dowd, who were from the IT crowd. Okay. So that's just been my comedy scene for the time being. But that's mainly because I um, I kind of burnt myself out on a lot of the, the big American comics right now uh, because of Netflix. I've been through all of that stuff yeah. and needed something a little different. So I found that and I got into that. Um, but from an educational standpoint, who do I like? I do a lot of... The Ancient Architects channel is really good. Okay. That guy's done great work uh, as far as Egypt research. That's really cool. Um, Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson. Those two are great, yeah. Yeah, I follow those guys. I want to read Magicians of the Gods so bad. It's worth but it. But I got like six books in the chamber right now. Just listen to the, the lecture. You'll get... The, the lecture series is good. Really? Like, yeah, if you listen to him do the lecture, you'll, you'll get the gist of it. And he's done so many of them now. No, I've heard him on Joe Rogan a lot. Yeah. So yeah. if you've heard of him do more than three or four hours of a conversation, you've uh, you've got the bulk of it. Okay. Yeah. The bulk of it. His next book coming out, though, all about the North America, is going to be really interesting. Was he got to go with Randall Carlson, who says there was a big, giant catastrophe? Yeah, so... Uh, so what Graham's working on right now is American history, North American history. So all the Native American tribes and everything before that. Uh, Randall Carlson, geologist, um, 
there's not a lot of there's just no history before that uh, or very little history before yeah. the younger Dryas events um, and Randall is the guy the for people who don't know Randall is the geologist at the head of a 60 scientist strong team that uh, have put together the evidence that there was this massive explosion um, over the ice sheets and that the North American continent was basically wiped clean from water and deluge and flood and all that good stuff. You know, and, you know. and so, but in Grant Hancock's side of it, on the more civilizational aspect, he's yeah. saying, hey, there was a worldwide... Yes, the Torrid Meteor event. You know, there, but no, there was a... But before that, there was a worldwide civilization. Yeah. Now it's fairly advanced. Yeah. And we got all just torn yeah. away. By that. The, so the the Olmecs and uh, the 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 early stone builders, mm -hmm. like that's the, the the big one. Whoever that group of people was, because they've got the same building technique uh, at Easter Island. The megaliths, the giant yeah. ancient ancient megaliths. Gobegli Tepe. Yep. And then there are a bunch of underwater sites as well. Yep. That would have been tens of thousands of yep. years where the sea levels were at that. Yep. place for people and to have built it. They're all the cultures that look like they could melt rock, where the rock is just kind of melted into each other. So like mm -hmm. Puma Punku and... I haven't heard of that one. Uh, Tiwanaku. Um, I heard of that one. Yeah, so all these places where it looks like rock has just been jigsawed together. Um, that world culture predates uh, <clears throat> everything. So you And you see that building structure at the base of some of the pyramids. You see that building format in Siberia, in some crazy places in Russia, you see that uh, that megalith megalithic structure. In... I just wanted y'all to hear well how small his penis was, but now that we've got that out That's of the way, tiny. moving tiny. on, you can tell by the shittiness. <laughs> oh, oh you're gonna say something else, like something like very profound, the shittiness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anybody that needs to interfere with people's conversations because they're next to a road, um, Dude, tiny penis, tiny, tiny day, penis. And uh, this guy came out with a motorcycle and just blasted it out. And the guy I was talking to, I said, why do people... Fact, 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 Yeah, I said, why do people have to do that? And he goes, because it sounds good. And I go, no, that didn't fucking sound yeah. good. You think that sounds good, you're an asshole too. Yeah. Like, Those are know. the people who need attention. They need to go and inject themselves in other people's space and, and steal attention. Like, that's how... How shitty they are! It's um, jujitsu is a quiet sport. You know, people who get in on the mat and roll around and make a shit ton of noise—they're not doing jujitsu. They're doing something fucking else. The same thing: a motorcycle or a vehicle yeah. is designed to get you from <clears throat> A to B. All the other shit that it does is extraneous. I want the opposite of attention in my life. I want people to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> that, I think that's my whole goal in life: is just leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered. No. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's an extreme yeah. version of laziness. Um, but yeah, I don't, leave me alone. I want to do my thing. And I don't have time to catch people up. Like, don't, people that just want to repeat things yeah. to me and narrate to me. Dude, like, like, why would you, why would you narrate an hour and a half story? For example, your friends with me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You've never seen me post anything. I know for a fact you haven't. Because I yeah. don't. Yeah. Right? I, literally, the only reason I get on Facebook is to know, like, what musicians playing where? Sure. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I could actually go without that. Events. That's but, it. But uh, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, you might see a picture every now and then because I take a good picture and feel proud of it. Sure. You know, but very few captions. Sure. Maybe a couple hashtags. That's it. I, I'm mm -hmm. not the braggart. I don't want people paying attention to me. I, don't, I want none of that. <laughs> well, know? hey, you can come over to my page and watch idiocy all day long. Okay. 
you know. No, I, I want to explore your comments because I've seen those before and they make me laugh and they're just hilarious. Being an asshole. And you're just being an asshole to self-righteous sixty-year-old ladies trying to sell beauty products and calling people facts on Facebook. Like, don't be a shitty person, and I won't call you a shitty yeah. person. That's just just my thing. I uh, that comes back to the truth though. Like people that wanna pretend like they're not being honest, I have no problem calling people out. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Was somebody selling beauty products and I came after him? No, that's just a. No. That's a generalization for old women on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Because so my meanness, my meanness sometimes <laughs> runs runs amok. I'm uh, sure I've been mean to some some not necessary people, but well, then again, I I don't ever say anything that I that I don't think isn't the truth, and so yeah. people may not like my delivery, but I don't tolerate being wrong. Like, so for someone else to come along and say, hey, I think you're wrong is mind-blowing to me because the likelihood that they're right is slim to none. Because I don't toss shit out that hasn't been very well vetted and very well researched. One of my biggest fears is being wrong. And so when I toss something out there, it's not wrong. That's <laughs> like, it's just probably not wrong. That's your wrong. biggest fear is being wrong? Like, yeah. Mind shitting myself in public. Really? Yeah. Has it ever happened? No. I've been wrong. It fucking sucked. That's why I know I don't want to do <laughs> really? it again. Yeah. I'm wrong all the time. Uh, you know. And that's I don't mind being wrong, and I don't mind learning. Yeah. But I'm not going to toss it out there if it could be wrong. Like, I'm going to do some goddamn research. You know? Yeah. I mean, I never, like, I don't know. I guess I the people I hang out with. Now, I'm around people all day long. People I hang out with and get these conversations into, you know, the things we're talking about, I feel very secure you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. right? If I'm sitting, you know, say I'm working the bar one night and someone's doing something, they ask me about something, I'll say, you know what, I think it's this, but I don't know. I'm not sure. an expert on that. You know, I know people that will not do that and cannot do that. Oh, that's... You know, those people, and they're like, mm. no, I'm telling you, and they'll just start going, on, and I'll know they're full of shit. You know for a fact they're full of shit. And sometimes I'll be like, you're really <coughs> full of shit, and sometimes I'll just have, I don't have the energy for it. I'm like, all right. If it makes their day better, to think they schooled me on it. <laughs> Just be like, uh, Google. Yeah. Enjoy. Like especially, I was uh, I asked somebody I was I was fucking around. He's like, he had cat had an attitude. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is there anything else you want to know? And I was like, I was just joking. I was like, tell me about the Romans. <laughs> and I know a good bit about the Romans. And he just started spouting shit that was wrong. And I'm like, no, that's not true, man. And he goes, no, I'm telling you. I go. Okay. Okay, and I just let him go. And I eventually walked away. <laughs> and yeah. When he was in the middle of talking, I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah, that you see, again, yeah. you're more polite than I am. Because usually yeah. right before I walk away, I will stop them and say, you're boring me. <laughs> and just walk off. I think I think it's better sometimes to say nothing as you're doing it. Oh, no. Like, yeah, I, I, blah, 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 just... <laughs> sure, sure. If, if you want to be polite, I'm an asshole. Well, the polite thing to do would be like, I'm sorry, I have to go. I have to do this. Trump flag on a pickup truck. You missed it. It just, it went right. It was going, going east. Uh, so, okay, when he gets impeached, what's going to happen? So, okay, so everybody in podcast land, uh, the cameras have died. We've exhausted batteries. Facebook Live is gone. Uh, so this is podcast exclusive. And uh, it's oh, cool. something I haven't, haven't talked about much but I wonder what's going to happen 
if and when, when and if, uh, he does get impeached. Like, what, what are all these people that find themselves um, in this horrific wrong I, side of history going to do? I don't know. There are a bunch of people think, there's going to be a civil war, blah, blah, blah. No, the, the fat rednecks that support him are not going to get out of there be bothered to walk out of their pickup trucks to do that I don't think what I think is going to happen stub is, their toe and realize yeah, they don't want any part of that shit I just got gas is too much but um I'm too busy being drunk yeah but hey don't dog being drunk I enjoy being drunk yeah it keeps you from getting in civil wars <laughs> <laughs> look at the Irish yeah that's true that's true I don't know the Irish are drunk they're still fighting the fuck out in North Ireland you know what I mean the troubles happened in the 70s anyways that's true that's true anyways no what I think is I think you know the writing will be on the wall he's gonna pull Nixon and step down part of me thinks that part of me thinks that but Nixon only did that that from political they're gonna have to walk him out of the office I think so I think so I I think part of me is gonna fucking do that and uh, and if they have to do that he'll burn the fucker down almost literally before he leaves you know he will he'll fuck some shit up just start pardoning murderers and rapists and fuck you you know he's and, already done that so yeah it's true but you know I, I think I think he's not gonna take it well <laughs> probably not yeah the probably not um but it, it's interesting you know Nixon because Nixon only stepped down because of the pressure from the rest of his party, right? Yeah. Uh, it was it was because he was going to cost so many people their their reelections well, that his own Trump's party started to turn on him. The blue wave is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, so, it's happening. You know, how many people are losing their seats because they just continue to support that motherfucker? Right. You know, and they're they're putting their political capital on their own gains and their own donors over the people and what is right, and even themselves, which is crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. No, Paul Ryan's stepping down because he knows he's going to lose the House. Yeah. You know, that's a huge thing. It should be a big you tell. Know? And I think Randy Bryce is going to beat him personally. Randy Bryce so. is, a, is a, yeah, have you heard about him? He was, he before Paul Ryan announced his, he was, wasn't seeking re-election, Randy Bryce was ramping up and running on his, uh, yeah. running, you know, for that seat. You know, say, so, hey, we need to get this guy out of here. And he's like a steel worker. He's a veteran. Yeah. And he's a liberal. And. He's kind of a badass. He's not afraid to say, hey, I know I'm right. <laughs> you know, which is what I like, again, Good. going back to what we said earlier, is what I like about, you know, that's what I want to see in a liberal. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think there's been there's been a little too much politeness uh, in the the politeness of the, the Obama presidency versus... Uh, Obama was versus nowadays. Not that it, he was a great president, but if if the Democrats had taken the same stance that the Republicans have taken in the last few years, think of how different it would have been. Like if people had just been, nope, healthcare, this is what we're doing. Nope, taxes, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Like just straight up party line votes down the board, not it'd be a, a different of, world. Be yeah, now that it, you know, it, it generally flip flops. Sure, sure. You know sure. what I mean? So Trump. It's rare right now, but I was really hoping he wouldn't. But I knew a Republican was going to be the next president. Yeah. It goes back and forth. Yeah, it yeah. just keeps on cycles. going in cycles. The pendulum. Yeah, exactly. And so usually when they win, their party wins. And so the first couple of years, Obama had it. This was when you know '09 and '10 until those midterms happened. He had a Democratic. You know, right, and that's why in the first well. six months should have just been care, boom, 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 all of it. And well, that's when he got the Affordable Care Act passed, and then it swung yep. back and forth on him. And they said Mitch McConnell was quoted saying, "You know, stalwart government, we're not doing it." Right. And so, and then opposition. Yeah, 
Well, it's, it's cartel theory, right? Yeah. So they controlled a resource, and the resource was all the legislation they got passed under Bush. So all they did with Obama was try to hang on to that resource. Yep. They'd already done everything they wanted to do, so they said, fuck you, we're not doing anything. Yep. Um, so Trump has had it this first couple of years, and he's still can't get a health care reform. And then uh-huh. the pendulum's going to swing back on him, and then it's really going to be interesting to see in the news. Well, you know. So what's so what's coming down the pike? The information age and the blue wave. Um, now, of course, the the age of Facebook driving elections is over. Uh, like that, they won't. The powers that be will not allow Zuckerberg to have that much power in a single corporation. So come hell or high water, they will. They will take away the ability of a single platform to to induce that much change. Now, across social media, you're still going to see this this information leaking out, but sooner or later there has to be a shedding of bad information and all of this stuff coming to light. Like it's the hallmark of the information age. And so it has to catch up at some point that all of these people are just lying assholes and not doing anything productive and get us to the vote of if you don't pass an you know if you don't balance a budget you're out like you get six yeah. months like we're headed that direction I think I forget where I was going with that but well I mean accountability is huge and I don't think uh, but I don't think the process will work that quick with it you know I just keep doing this whole merry-go-round thing in my head I hope I hope it just gets overturned all of it you know I I think information is going to be the thing that gets, that undermines our government. It's going to be the thing that keeps us from having to get violent. I hope everything just levels out. I just hope whoever's in office doesn't just spend the next, their whole term undoing what the last guy did and vice versa. I hope it doesn't just keep on going like that because then we're not moving forward. We're just going one step forward, one step back, one step forward, one step one step right, one step left, you know? Yeah, like, where's the where's the good for the country? That's yeah. one of the things that blows me away about the terminology. Like, make America great again. Well, By how, doing what? Yeah, again. You're going to go backwards? Like, the term conservative. You know, what is it that you conserve, hope to conserve? Same, Why to would you be anti-progressive? Yeah. The idea is that we keep getting better. We keep doing better. Who in their right mind thinks that Everything that is right now is the best that it could be, and we should keep it this way. Like, that's just insane to me. No, 100%. Why would you not want to, like, that would be like someone who's 18 graduates high school saying, well, this is great, this is what what it is, and I'm going to do this the rest of my life. I'm going to live in my mom's house. Yeah. You know, I'm going to uh, work the same job and drive the same car, and everything's as great as it ever is going to be right now. Mm-hmm. No. You need to get, you know, that car is going to get old and break down. You're going to need to replace it. <laughs> you know, that, that job's going to eventually, you're going to grow out of it. And you need to get a better, you know, you progress, not just the rat race, but as a person, evolve, change, right? Everything does it. A fucking tree changes from a sapling to an oak. It's a tree. Yeah. I mean, it might take, you know, that one over there might be 400 years old, might be 20. Who the fuck knows? But it progresses. Now, a country's the same thing, you know. I've literally shut people down with this before, and they say, "Well, I, don't, I want to go back to you know the you know the old guys." When my daddy was a kid, America was great back then. I go, "When your daddy was a kid, a black person couldn't drink out of the same water fountain as me." Right? How was that great? If well, well, other than rates. that, other than that, I go small I go, Okay, um, uh, it was socially acceptable for men to beat women. 
What about that? Yeah. You know, well, not about that. Okay, then what are you talking about? Right. What was you know, what was what better? Was so great about what that? was better? The only thing I think that was better was community. Community. Community yeah. and family had more importance uh, or carried more weight, but it, self-respect. You know, they're they're these smaller things that I think mattered that just don't matter as much anymore. Like. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's hard to nail down, but it, it really seems like community and values and and community. Community is what it, it keeps coming back around to. Community and education. And people are so dumb now that they they don't get involved it's in their community. I saw a post a video on Facebook today. I was like animated. I had a car wreck, and it was clearly animated. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Oh my god, holy crap, that's crazy!" And someone posted and goes, "You know, you, you know that's fake, right?" <laughs> it was like from a video game, and she goes, "Oh, it is." Oh, I saw that. I had some. <laughs> Did you see that? You uh, no, I didn't see that one. Oh, okay. I saw one because once the cameras are off, I'll tell you where to look. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but I had had. I don't often go on other people's Facebook pages and create controversy, except when it's people who bring shit to my door, uh, and then I see a golden opportunity, and so I did, and uh, somebody was sharing something from, this guy's page was a Scientologist, and so she shared this religious post, and I was like, you know that guy, no, no, no. Oh, it just blew up. It absolutely blew up. It's the funniest thing ever. He believes Xenu took your soul. Oh, and then, <laughs> but then when people don't want to be wrong and they start defending it and they don't realize how wrong they are and then they're, no. they're defending being wrong, yeah. you're just like, oh, this is such a waste of time. And that's what it really Sometimes is. Sometimes it is a waste of time, but I still want to believe. <laughs> I do. can change their minds like, I want to believe, but I don't know. I don't, I don't well, know. whether they can change their minds or not, I still believe they should be slapped in the face. My phone did. No, I turned it off. Oh shit, I'm sure oh. blow it up. <laughs> well, I'm sure dude, once I turn it on, it's coming. Insane. We've exhausted nearly all the batteries that we have, which is a wonderful thing. But at two yes. hours and twenty-one minutes, we're going to uh, we're going to to call it. All this right. has been fucking epic and awesome. Thank this you. This has so much. dude. Thank you so much this for having me. This has been a blast. I had a blast. Hell yeah! I so, didn't realize we've been going that long. I know, right? It's getting kind of dark. <laughs> when the AC started <laughs> yeah. keeping up, that's when I was like, man, we've been at this a minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Cal, thanks for joining me. Until next Absolutely, time, man. ladles and jelly spoons, truth, love, and peace.